Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. I'm Joe. I'm Andy. I'm Kayla. Well, it's uh, it's another quarantine check-in episode, and we've got Andy with us today. Hi, Andy. Hey, what's up? So, yeah, yeah. How's <laughs> how's the quarantine treating you, Andy? Um, well, I haven't eaten any of my cats yet. But, That's a good start. You know, but that day coming, I feel so. Um, it's no, it's, it's actually not not terrible. Uh, actually, uh, over the weekend, you, you guys, you guys, will, you guys will kind of drool over this a little bit. Uh, there's a up up here near us. There's a a bulk candy store, right? It's like a nondescript building, and it's like less than five minutes from me, right? Oof. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and they usually, you know, have it's it's wholesale candy, right? So. Uh, apparently my my wife subscribes to their newsletter or whatever, and she got an email. <laughs> yeah, laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> she got like an email or something saying that that uh, it was uh, like this past Saturday. If you show up uh, curbside to their building with like for twenty bucks a box, like they'll give you a bulk box of candy, like just this like assorted stuff in it, right? And, and you're not uh, in a sugar coma yet. I'm not in a sugar coma yet. No, 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 no. It's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, how much is this like old lady hard candies are we talking about here? You know what? You say you say that, but they're really not. I mean, it was actually some pretty quality stuff. It was like um, uh, a lot of the little like fun size stuff, like uh, like Twizzlers and stuff like that, yeah, which okay. is cool, right? But then they but then they threw in like like there was a fun dip in it. Like oh, there's some retro, not a fun there's, dip. Yeah, there's a lot of retro candy. There's some Zots candies in there. And uh, I mean, all they kinds try, of cool stuff. They didn't try mm -hmm. to pass off any of those circus peanuts, did they? You know what? Why does the circus peanuts get the hate? I like circus peanuts, you know. Sure. And I, I, I guess I'm the only one on Earth, so you know. More there's, for me. there's a few. There's a few people I, I, know I like them. There, see, as I <laughs> always say, you guys, you guys are, you guys are welcome to be wrong. <laughs> the silence thing that followed your. <laughs> Hey, it's not like I'm saying I like black licorice or something. Ew. I, no, we can all agree that's gross. That's my wife. That's my wife. Uh, wow. Okay. Basically, actually, actually, the, the, the rule of thumb is if you like black licorice or if you like Jaeger, you will like either one. Yes. Yeah. And I don't now like I know it's a get Pam for so, Christmas. Not Jaeger, please. We have a bottle in the freezer. Um, <laughs> So, oh, so, so to end my, so to end the story, we, we basically, we transferred half of the candies to like a candy dish in our, in our living room. And we have the other half sitting in a box in this little, it's, I don't know, probably a, a foot by a foot and a half box. Right. And, um, and it's, it's sitting closed up in, uh, in our bedroom, uh, in a corner and I'm looking at it right here. Right. <laughs> well, this morning, well, don't laugh. <laughs> 
I'm not a fiend, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this morning, this morning, I wake up and I sit up and I'm looking around, bleary eyed, and I'm trying to get my senses together. And I glance over and I see this black mass sitting in the caved in box. Oh no! And I look over and I'm like, "What is that?" And all of a sudden, uh, one of our black cats picks her head up and just cries at me. <laughs> I have no idea how long she was in that box, but she just kind of like pushed in the flaps, you know, to like make her. She's like, if I fits, I sits kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Candy and cat fur. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we have some, now we have fuzzy candy. So (laughs) so so, so long story short, that's the section you guys are getting. You guys are. Oh, thanks. We're going to send you the fuzzy candy. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give it to the kids. Yeah, because we shouldn't be eating large amounts of candy. No, not at all. I still have ice cream. Yes, we both still have ice cream. (laughs) So this has been quarantine for us. This is awesome. (laughs) No, no, no. Andy gets better. So, so last. So, so yesterday we did a bunch of things. We got a bunch of stuff done and, um, and, and I've run some errands for, for the family and stuff. So it's getting late. The complex. Yes. But I have my face mask and, uh, (laughs) I, when I come, when I come home, I, I go through our decontamination process and also my aggression at the other, other humans I share South Florida with. Question. When you wear the mask. Do you do fast um, anime ninja movements with your hands? I like, do not. I do not well, because because I'm more southerly in South Florida, so fast movements might get a, a, a reaction that I don't want. Understandable. However, I feel that's a wasted opportunity. Also because <laughs> about three quarters of the time, I can't see because I all fogged up my glasses. Ah, uh, good point. Good point. So not be able to defend myself from the reaction I might get. So, I find wearing the mask with a beard to be awkward. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, my feeling is this, you know, mask protects face, beard protects itself. There you go. <laughs> um, so it's getting late-ish. And as you know, a lot of lot of stores and establishments uh, have limited hours now. And so we're, we're getting to that point. And it's like, we want ice cream because I think we saw one of the kids have ice cream. <laughs> And Kayla mentions Where wanting ice cream. Where get it? <laughs> Sorry. So Kayla, Kayla mentions, she's like, okay. Uh, it's like, you want ice cream? She's like, yeah. It's like, all right. So I start to get up to get out my mask and go. And I was like, do you want me to go or do you want me to order? She's like, don't leave the house. Don't leave the house. So uh, not sponsored, but contact, use use Uber Eats to to get ice cream from a, a, local loca- a local store that from its name, you would think it would have a goodly amount of ice cream. Oh, did it suck? No, no, no. Um, one, we had a fabulous Uber Eats driver who, the second one, the first one just canceled the order because apparently uh, people selling Ben and Jerry's at this establishment whose name would make you think they have ice cream. Um, I know I know the place you're talking about. Go ahead. Uh, the, I, they dropped it because they have Ben and Jerry's. So Kayla likes the chocolate fudge brownie one and I like the cherry Garcia. Yeah. Uh, again, not sponsored. I'm but, not at all surprised by that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben and Jerry's with us. <laughs> if you've ever seen what Joe looks like, folks, I mean, you would go, "Oh yeah, Cherry Garcia." Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, so the ca- the order got canceled. So I'm like, okay, and we've ordered from this place before, and the Cherry Garcia has been the problem. So I'm like, okay, two chocolate fudge brownie, whatever's. 
the driver texts me. He's like, they ha- don't have your thing. Um, would you like, you know, I, I, I can, you know, I can look for something else. I'm like, okay. So I forget. I put the, he like starts putting a list and he is like, and I was like, I knew a couple off the top of my head. I was like, oh, what about this one? And he's like, nope. What about this one? Nope. And he's like, okay, here's the ones I can find so far and like listed out three. And it was like, all right, we're going to go with fish food. Um, <laughs> not a terrible choice. Not a terrible choice. However, I would kill, I, like, honestly, if Ben and Jerry's created a chocolate fudge brownie, whatever flavor, that would be the greatest flavor on earth, I feel. Anyway, moving right along. So, so yeah. So the guy's like, so the guy texts me back. He's like, this place is really slacking on flavors. He's like, and I'm having to go searching through them on my own. And I'm like, you, sir, have just upped your, your tip percentage and you are getting all of the, <laughs> and you are getting all of the kudos for, for the, the, you know, why I gave a thumbs up for your, which, Hey, when did they change that? For, when did they change the ratings from from stars to thumbs up and down? That no, did they? Is, uh, I haven't used Uber. Yeah, yeah, the, the Uber Eats. At least on the on the on the Eats app, it's uh, it's thumbs up or down. I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. that's crazy. So. Uh, yeah, we we tend to use um, uh, delivery dudes. Or oh yeah, down. that's out in your area. That's, yeah. Those are the big ones, yeah. Yeah, we use DoorDash and delivery dudes. I mean, Uber Eats is still, I mean, it's still rampant. It's everywhere, but, and and a lot of times, depending on, uh, depending on the place, Uber Eats, it, the, well, the different, the, the different apps I, I find have different features. Yeah. Like, like I could do, like I could do, let's just say McDonald's. I could do a McDonald's um, uh, order with Uber Eats and another one with DoorDash and they'd be completely different. Like, like, <laughs> so weird. Like price-wise? No, not really price-wise, but more like like the the ordering experience oh, okay. um like i could pick uh like from uber eats they don't let you uh they they actually have more uh, uh, customization options. Yeah, their interfaces yeah. are different, and they just, some yeah. of them have better menu choices than others. Yeah. yeah. Also, also it'll it'll be like a uh, uh, DoorDash will will say a place is not open. Like it'll be you know it'll mm. you, you know what I'm talking about where it'll show as like as like um, grayed out not available or, or, or yeah mm-hmm. not available right and but then you go on Uber Eats and it's like yep we're open you know and sure enough you can definitely order from them so you know it's so weird yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we... I, I think what I'm saying is uh get your shit together, DoorDash. <laughs> or we will no longer non sponsor. <laughs> uh yeah we we've I, we've primarily been an uber eats for our stuff occasionally i'll use grubhub grubhub is uh, not bad either um we don't use postmates because screw those guys <laughs> <laughs> we had some we had some what? ordering issues issues okay. whole subscriptions really <laughs> you know i i found that uh, actually i started i during the whole, like, you know, when, when I first started getting into all of it, I was like, let's check out Postmates, right? And then I signed up for Postmates. I looked around at what they had, and I was like, okay, this is niche. This is very niche, but still very useful. I don't need it right now, but we'll see what happens, right? And then, like, two days later, I get a notification from them saying that my um, my account has been flagged and blocked for um, for inappropriate activity, like, like uh, for, like, fraud activity. And I hadn't attached a credit card yet. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Andy, they know about you and your scams. All right. (laughs) I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't say, it doesn't have to say beef on it. It was grade a meat. Meat. Not beef. Listen, I'm still waiting for that prince that, you know, to send me that money. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, he's had a lot of problems. You know, he's, <laughs> I mean, I understand the quarantining and the self-isolating. I, I get it. He can't access his money right now because they've got his passport and they won't give it back to him. And I mean, I'm almost there. I only need about six more grand. Six grand more to so that he'll be able to access the money so that he can give you and I our cuts. Ah. So, so, so what I'm saying, Joe, is hang in there and and I really, really need you to make a payment, buddy. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm strapped. <laughs> oh. oh God! This is what life has become, gentlemen. This is it right here. Hey, we clicked that Nigerian print scam from like what 10, 15 years ago, and we had a sweet little bit there. Oh, oh so my fun. goodness. So fun. I like messing with them now. Like I'll, I'll I get no, I get the I get the um the uh the fake job offers all the time. Oh my god, yes. Oh, you know, where where it's like, you know, you mail packages for us and we pay you amount and blah 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 or whatever, you know, da da da. And and I love emailing them saying, What are your benefits packages? Like <laughs> Uh, you, or, or, or what I'll do is, or what I'll do is my favorite thing is I take the entire email that they've sent, proofread it because their English is so horrible. <laughs> I proofread it, send it back to them and say, my services are available for this much. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Oh jeez! There was that. Uh, I'm trying to remember that guy's name. Uh, James is James Veach Vetch, uh, okay. who has a whole YouTube yes. series yes. on the British, bonding. British man, he's a British yes. man. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I actually first time doing a TED talk on that. Yes, yeah, I saw that. That was a really good TED talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Also, a huge fan of the uh, the rubber ducks. Yes. Oh my god. How many rubber ducks? <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, I can have one rubber duck. One one rubber duck, and it was a gigantic rubber duck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That 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 channel is, and it's so funny because like I love how he prefaces like the videos. Like, listen, don't do this with your actual email address. And you know, people are. I mean, because oh, yeah. they have to try for themselves. <laughs> yeah, but jeez. Oh, uh, so so anyway, what's been you? I talked. What are you guys doing for quarantine? Just chilling. I mean, pretty much. I mean, I mean, as as listeners of the show know, we've I think we've probably discussed a few times the the, the plumbing issues we are dealing with. Uh, that that has been taken care of finally. Yes. Nothing quite like watching people go under your house um, and hearing noises from the floor, sounding like drills and things. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be here. Be clear. Our house doesn't have a crawl space. No. No. They. <laughs> yeah. They, they have dug. A dig. Oh yeah, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so apparently putting cast iron pipes under a house in florida might bad have idea. Been a bad idea i feel like cast iron pipes would be a bad idea all over really when you think about it yeah yeah there's a lot of and rusts i mean you know from a from yeah. from a <laughs> from a background that kayla and i have for uh we used to do uh uh, uh fight choreography we know how to take care of like steel and iron and stuff like that you know yeah and, and it's and, it's Oh, yeah. Almost every house that I've had, not apartments and stuff, but houses that I've had in South Florida at some point has had to have like major pipe replacement or work done because of old pipes, because like, of cast iron pipes. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you had a house near the beach? Nothing corrodes like salt water. Oh, my God. Right. Like, <laughs> How many how many shows down in the keys have we done where we're just like constantly cleaning the weapons? Because oh yeah, oh yeah, it's ridiculous. 
you know, from the sea breeze. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't help that our water table is all of what six inches below the ground. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, we're we're done with that. So no no longer having the dogs terrorized by the by drilling and sawing sounds coming from the ground. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, good. Other than I mean, that, I mean, on the other hand, I mean, there you know, what are the chances of them reaching like? There's buried treasure, guys. There's buried treasure in Florida. <laughs> And find it. I, I'm just not thinking it's it's here, which I think was previously like some sort of rock pit. There's been <laughs> enough. There's been enough pirates that have visited Florida that there's buried treasure here somewhere, guys. All right. I saw I mean, a thing on Facebook. Maybe I don't know. It was a post somewhere. It's a woman who had brought in a bunch of dirt for like to create a garden or something like that. Right. Put all the dirt down, and that as she was um as she was digging in her garden and doing stuff, she right. started finding tiny little ceramic dolls really mm -hmm. like these creepy little kind of goopy looking ceramic dolls in the dirt okay. i like where this okay. is going like i want to read that's right. like a story prompt like yeah. seriously like that is totally a story prompt right there yeah there's there's a creepy pasta in there somewhere totally mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, like I can walk in the other room and say and say and look at my wife and tell and tell Pam that whole story. She would that that prompted she would go, oh, is that a movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Sounds like something that needs to be like a movie or a series or something like that. Yeah. Like scary old world dolls. Definitely. Like like there's souls hidden in those dolls. Like, right. I mean, trapped in those dolls for sure. I think I need oh, to write yeah. that now. Well, that's what we should do. Are. We should have our our audience should write short stories about that and send them to us. That would be fantastic. I would love to read that. Well, you can send that to thegeekiestpod at gmail.com. Again, <laughs> thegeekiestpod at gmail.com. Yay, story prompt. We should do that every <laughs> once in a while. Just have a story prompt and see what people come up with. I think it would be cool to do all kinds of stuff like that. That would be neat. Geeks are creative. I love creative geeks. Damn right. Now they would just email into the show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, other than telling me that I'm running, I, I, I'm missing an opportunity to also send them money to get money from somebody who is distantly related to me. Well, I mean, let me, all right, let me put it this way. I mean, hey, guys, if, if you know, if you write into the show, if you email the show, I mean, we might be able to cut you in with the, with the Nigerian prince. <laughs> I think there's enough to go around. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, he said he said there were there were at least eight chests full of gold bars. He said that. I don't forget how, don't have, forget all the diamonds. And I have no reason not to believe him. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, but those are blood diamonds. I don't want those. I don't want. I don't want conflict diamonds. Okay. No. All right. All right. All right. No conflict diamonds. <laughs> speaking so... of horror. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that was a delicate segue, right? I yeah. Wow. No, I saw that. Yeah. Wow. Did you did you did you strike? Did you shove your fist in the air politically when you said that? Because no, that was very, but I should was, have. It was a very semi-political statement. <laughs> Love you for that. Speaking of horror, yes, definitely a political statement. <laughs> <laughs> So, so speaking <laughs> of horror, mistransition. <laughs> well, you know what though? On a total geeky note though, I gotta tell you guys, I got because you know Amazon is still amazing. I got the coolest uh side lamps for for our bedroom. They're they're like uh these cute little like lamps uh that, that have like the the the, the 
the pull chain on them, but at the base they have USB chargers. Nice. Like oh, I've seen those. Those are cool. Cool. I, it's game changer. Game changer. And they were so they were super cheap. I think they were like thirty bucks a piece, which is nothing. You know what? When we went up to um, reboot, Jacksonville. When we went up to and I'm um, to Jacksonville for Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. The hotel that we were in, I remember saying something about that that the lamps yeah. on the side tables had. Yeah, there, and I yeah. thought that was I mean, cool. Finally entering like the 21st century, which is amazing. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> hey should we talk about geek stuff yeah we probably should so you're you're, you're done a transition to horror caleb horror. um because we we had talked about talking about jordan peele's lovecraft country the trailer just dropped and wow yeah yeah it looks interesting for sure yeah so um, for those those outside of the know it uh is uh it's an hbo short series i think or a limited series i think it's going to be 10 episodes um it is set in the 1950s um, which is not very lovecrafting in my opinion but go ahead it's, it's not but it takes place in uh uh mystical new england which is where the title comes from being Lovecraft country. Well, of course, yeah. Um, and and uh, the it's it's an exploration of both the eldritch horrors and uh, Jim Crow laws of the 1950s. All right, so that, that's a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. I, I'm looking at it, and I'm going. That looks really cool. I mean, okay. So so there's definitely like the social commentary, right? On on you know things that were and things that should. I think you know what. There you go. It's literally a show about things that should not be. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, what, what is more horrific, the Eldritch horrors or the man-made horrors? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, you know, applause to, to, you know, to Jordan Peele for doing, I mean, what he did, the first one was, um, get out. I mean, get out. God bless. Like get out was such a great movie. Um, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm not a horror person at all, really at all. Like I can't do scary stuff. I have said that before, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a really good show. Uh, yeah. especially, you know, if you, if you watch the trailer, you're just like, okay, all right. So racism in the fifties, we've seen this before. We've seen this before. Wow. That's really brutal. We've seen this, all this before. And then like right at the end of the trailer, <laughs> like towards right, right towards the end of the trailer, you start seeing creatures and you're just Monsters. like, Oh, uh-huh okay, okay now we're getting into it now we're getting into elder god type stuff you know yeah yeah it definitely looks interesting and you know it's kind of uh it's kind of interesting this is sort of like hbo's second time touching it because like the first season of uh true detective uh touched into the the elder gods elder core carcosa because i've never i've never actually seen true detective the, is that the first season uh the woody harrelson matthew mcconaughey okay uh, season um was eventually spoilers uh relates to eldritch horrors um, so, so it's, it's, it's a, it is a compelling story the eldritch horror though is much like the way that that lovecraft wrote where like a lot of time it was the the the, the interpersonal conflicts and 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 that thing going on before you know you you had to deal with you know the thing from beyond the stars or whatever okay mm. so so it's um so so just to backtrack, True Detective is is a sci-fi or or it's a horror series. The it, it's it's more of like a a police procedural. Okay, which which is that's what it looks like. So that's why yeah. I kind of paused on it because I've seen yeah. a ton of those. Yeah, it's it's sort of a police procedural. Sort of sort of think of it's like it's the case that 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 
that the one character that never got solved. Okay. And so he it's it's his quest to figure out what happened um kind of get that that one last thing you know in his life figured out ah uh, okay i got you yeah yeah so it's 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 really good i i okay. I, I can't recommend enough the only the only thing i could say is season two and season three are not connected really to season one they're sort of anthology-esque um in that interesting. way interesting okay yeah so okay cool. yeah yeah so that's that's looking interesting um definitely guess biggie big geek news uh it was revealed that uh katie sackoff oh will... you beat me to it you bastard <laughs> <laughs> uh katie sackoff will be re uh redoing her role or embodying her role uh of bo katan yes uh, yep. on on Mandalorian season two, which uh, we have been told should be out in October. Uh, they had finished all principal shooting before coronavirus shut everything down. So everything oh now goodness. is in post-production. Um, and from what we read, and I think I talked about the other week, uh, John Favreau has reported that he is already working on season three scripts. Yay. Hashtag so. spoiler. Bo-Katan is a, is a Cylon. <laughs> all happened before it, it, has, it, <laughs> it will all happen, happen again, again. <laughs> so say we all, so say we all. <laughs> um geek point on the sideline joke for andy yeah yeah the worst dude we're doing that we're yeah. part of the show Show. <laughs> it's a toaster joke. <laughs> Hashtag toaster joke. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, as we pointed out, Katie Sackhoff uh, played uh, Starbuck in the Ron Ronald D. Moore reimagined Battlestar Galactica of the early 2000s. Nom, 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 nom. Um, yeah. Who, just, I mean, I don't know anybody who, who's a sci-fi geek who doesn't love them. So Katie Sackhoff. I mean, right. Yeah. Female Starbuck, hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then she also was in uh, the last uh, Riddick movie that came out. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. She, she was Riddick amazing fan. in that. I'm not a huge Riddick fan, but but that doesn't mean I won't watch it. Like, I'll, I'll watch it. You, you know which one I really need to watch of those films um, <laughs> is the original, is the uh, Pitch, Black. Pitch Black. Pitch Black. So good. Oh, Pitch my God. God. I know I've seen it. It's been a while, but it's one of those, like, I want to watch it and just like now having seen hopefully all of the Riddick movies yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we're done there I'm hoping yeah. but but last year there was a a, a Rambo movie came out Ugh. so Ugh. God help me. You know, it's funny because like Vin Diesel's one of those guys that, you know, like is talked about all the time. And and my sister and I have always had this. She thinks he's gorgeous. I think he looks like a monkey, but I love him. And I think yeah. he's he's so much fun. He's just a cool yeah. dude. He's a D&D &D player, which just makes me really like him. Um, uh, throw you a geek point on that one, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I always said, like, I'm not into action films. I'm not into big blow em up movies. But and yet, like every one of his movies, I've probably seen. Yeah. If there's a or, if, if if we're going through and just <laughs> oh, there's Fast and Furious, and next thing I know, we're watching Fast and Furious. Pretty much. <laughs> um, just so I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but his his uh, uh, his film, The Last Witch Hunter. Yes. Uh, his character in that is the inspiration for uh, the Blood Hunter class in Fifth Edition. Yes. I remember. Yeah. Remember when? Geek point when he for did that. the. Uh, I remember when he, when he did the. 
Yeah, they did that. Yeah. D Diesel, they called it. Posted by the wonderful, yep. by the wonderful Matthew Mercer. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. Actually, that was the first time I saw Matt uh, do anything. It was the first time I saw anything, and first time I hear about Critical Role and blah blah blah. So because of Vin Diesel playing D and D, now I'm now I uh-huh. worship. Now I worship Matt Mercer. So you know. <laughs> it's it's funny as I remember. So like everyone, like the big you know D celebrity now is uh, Joe Magniello. I remember. He? <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, D and D is advertising a a, a contest yeah, yeah, with Omaze yeah, to play with him, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's doing and, some big stuff. But I remember years ago. So I mean, I, this was early nineties because it was for Dungeons and Dragons thirtieth yeah. okay. anniversary. Vin Diesel was on Conan O'Brien. And they got talking about his character, about him playing D&D, because he had written, yes, and I was like, oh, cool, Vin Diesel is one of us. Yeah. One of us. Yeah, and, he's one of us, so is Terry Crews. Oh, yeah, I've watched this celebrity D&D with Terry Crews. Oh, he's so totally funny. Cool. I love watching him play. Totally cool. Did you see the meme where they were talking about where they should get uh, Vin Diesel and Terry Crews together to do a buddy cop movie where they're both like, they're both like closet geeks? That would be. And, awesome and like yeah yeah vin diesel's like a DD player and terry cruz is like an expert cosplayer right and, <laughs> and and the villain is um is daniel radcliffe and literally daniel radcliffe was, nice <laughs> it should just be actually somebody said it should be daniel it should be um uh uh um, is it the uh, elijah wood daniel radcliffe, elijah wood playing daniel radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I need and, that movie. And then you have Daniel Radcliffe do a cameo as Elijah Wood. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> then the inception is complete. <laughs> that would be cool. It's funny. I saw something what? recently. I was watching an interview uh, with Joe Manganello. I think he was on one of the late shows. And uh, whoever was interviewing him said something about Vin Diesel also being a D&D player. And he was like, he called uh, him out. I think he was like, I don't see him playing. He's not on my table. Where is he? on uh, Colbert's uh, <laughs> yeah. late show. Yeah, I think show. it might have been. Because uh-huh. they were, because Colbert, of course, was geeking out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I, the, the, I don't know, but the, uh, the, so yeah, so that the, the call out was on uh, the Colbert show because um, Colbert, of course, is is a is a D and D D and D player from back in the day, and of course, you know, for last year's Red Nose Day, yes. one yes. Matthew Mercer ran yes. a one on one game for uh, Mr. Colbert. Excuse it was me. so good. Lord God, Matthew Mercer. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Andy, let me ask you a so question. Hello, be his name. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How are you holding up without any critical role? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like the content that they're putting out right now is not near enough. Like I, I can't like, yes, I can watch Ashley Johnson and Brian Foster do like the game ranch and that's okay. And I can watch them do, you know, Matt do his, uh, what is it called? The, the it's like, Yeehaw game ranch. You all know no, the, the, the critter hug. The oh, critter, hug. Hug. critter hug. I can watch the critter hug and stuff, like, but it's not D and D it's not, no. it's, it's not my family, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's not my friends playing D and D and, you know, the, um, uh, the narrative telephone is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I was, I was just saying the other night, cause we've been catching up on blind spot cause we, we didn't watch it while Ashley was doing it. So, so we've been catching up on blind spot and I'm watching Ashley and it's, it's awesome to watch. And it's actually a really good show. And, but I was like the first time they did that telephone thing, this woman who did this series so well was the worst. 
Oh, she's oh she cannot <laughs> remember. No, no, no. Ashley Johnson has has said a million times that she is not an improv actor at all, and she's actually been taking like courses <laughs> to 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 learn to be and to be an improv actress. She's know? so funny, but she's amazing anyway, and I love her. And you know, I I'd, I'd never speak ill of her. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like if you you watch her, if I mean, if you watch her when she's actually playing, it doesn't matter if she's playing uh, Pike or uh, or 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 Yasha. Yasha, thank you. Uh, Either one of them, she's she's just kind of like, oh, um, well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) she plays the strong, silent type a lot. (laughs) She's like, oh, well, I don't know. What do you think we should do? Like she passes it off. But it's, but it's adorable. So. Yeah. But then, but then when she does come out, like her timing, yeah. her comedic timing and her one-liners will yes. knock your socks off. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so she's kind of like our Darian. She's yeah. like, yeah, she's like Darian. <laughs> Absolutely. She's like Darian. Oh, 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 Andy. Yes. Last week we, we recorded our, our, our session and uh, I'm going to have to make sure that the, the bit stays in, but oh my God, <laughs> Darian dropped one of her classic best dead, deadpan oh best lines ever and wrecked everybody. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Oh my God. <laughs> Just she was like, amazing. I like came in and you heard you heard what she said, and it was like, what? Oh my god! Total and deadpan. Then, it was amazing. Who said she could act? So good. Yeah, I can't wait for folks to hear that one. That one was just so good. Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll just say uh, definitely don't have that one on with the kids around. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She managed to be incredibly intelligent and incredibly raunchy at the same fucking time. Nice. Those are are the best kind. Absolutely. Um, so Andy, we, we, the other thing we've been doing is we've been watching, uh, was it Star Wars Gallery, uh, The Mandalorian yes. episodes? Oh. Um, so we, I think last week we talked uh, about the first episode, which was the directors. Uh, this week's, or the one that aired on Friday, was The Legacy. Um, I'm thankful that Dave Filoni invited us to his TED Talk. Seriously. <laughs> um and and i think he nailed why the sequel trilogy has been has felt so unfulfilling okay um because he mentioned i have have not seen i've not seen this series yet i've seen the mandalorian all the way through but i haven't seen what you're talking about okay so this so this gallery is they go and it's sort of behind the scenes talking with the people who create it so the first episode focused on the five directors of yep. the of the of the mandalorian so um and they kind of went around the table and discussing like the different challenges each of their okay. episodes brought um and taika waititi was just brilliant because Oh, well, he's just brilliant anyway yeah um but it's funny because he was uh, he was talking about you know previous to thor ragnarok everything he has done has been low budget mm-hmm. him and his part him and his you know creative partners kind of figuring out ways to do things scavenging weta's uh garbage pails basically yeah um and then he got thor ragnarok which then 
gave, let gave John Favreau the ability to bring him in for for yeah. the Mandalorian for the la- yeah. for the finale. Um, so this one was talking about the legacy of Star Wars. Both they did they good discussed the like the <laughs> what the good and the bad, right? Well, not only the good and the bad, but there was more of like Star Wars from a technical standpoint, and they had a bunch of gotcha. special effects people, practical effects people, just like sitting around talking about you know I saw Star Wars when I was thirteen, and I decided instead of becoming a mechanical you know going into like just general mechanical engineer i wanted to become a you know miniatures special effects person or i wanted to get into stop motion uh, stop motion animation or i wanted to get into um but they're going around the table um they're kind of you know there there was a lot of and this this show does a lot of praising of george lucas a lot of um recognizing the genius that george lucas you know tapped into to create this universe that then everyone's able to play in um and a lot of the the footage they show um like behind the scenes stuff george i guess was was on set quite a bit um for the mandalorian he was on set yeah they let him near something yeah uh, not only do they let him near, but he also seems to be uh seems to want to be near it like a like a consultant position kind of thing, i don't know or? i don't know Sultan or just you know he well one dave filoni is uh, the man has 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 a great love for george mm-hmm. um you know he he explained and i think in the first one he explained like how he got hired to do the clone wars right. it was like he'd been doing some other animation stuff and he came in and he like pitched some of his stuff and talked to george and then george explained to him what he wanted what he thought the project was going to be but george was never like committal of yeah i want to hire you or not so dave says he goes out into the green room kind of has that out-of-body experience i just sat and talked with george george lucas about this movie you know about the movies and the universe and this project and stuff and ooh, that's you know that's one for the bucket list and then George's assistant kind of opens the door, sticks her out, and goes, "Oh, George loves you. You have the job." Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, which you know, I, I I think you hear that story a lot from creative genius type folks, where they will get tied up in talking about the details of their projects or of of the work, and then forget that there's like the business side of hiring somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um. So in this, so so this episode focused a lot on the legacy of the universe that George made and the movies that he made and you know all of that um and how it impacts into the mandalorian and dave filoni goes on i don't know five ten minutes just discussing you know a new hope empire return of the jedi all and and what yeah well yes that's true that's an unqualified that that's true not debatable in any court (laughs) in the the world or galaxy i predict Um, there will be wars fought over this right Possibly Star Wars. <laughs> and may we plant our flag in the bodies of the heretics. <laughs> um, but, you know, those first three movies end and they end, each of them end with hope. Yeah. You know, and and that's what George Lucas said to Dave about stuff is like, you have to, you know, what the Star Wars movies need to do is give young people hope. Hope. Um, and and honestly, I think a little bit with with the sequel trilogy, um, that's missing. Like, yeah, I think and 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 I think the Last Jedi actually ended with that hope. I think it did too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I say what you want about the Last Jedi. You know, a lot of people didn't like it. I mean, a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, 
and there's a lot of people that say like you know Star Wars is just like circling the drain. It's just a toilet now. And but it, I think that that there's there's you know with with projects out there like you know Clone Wars, which just ended, and yeah. the Mandalorian and Rebels, and you know heck even um, even uh, 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 the uh, the video game that came out recently, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. These are fantastic stories. These are amazing stories that are being told very, very well. Um, and I think with that, in my opinion, what it is, is it's hard to tell the story that you want to tell and then condense it down to 90 minutes, two hours. You know, that's. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 and this is something we had talked about a little while back is, you know, I think, I think young filmmakers with the current model of limited series, 10, 12 episode series, why would you want to tell a story in an hour and a half, two hours, right. you know, then, and then attach to it all of the trappings that movie making requires Yeah, when you can produce 10 hours, 12 hours of content that doesn't have to you know doesn't have to meet a, a huge marketing budget doesn't have to you know it, it's yeah I, I don't know it just yeah. like and, and i'm not the first i mean kevin smith brought this up a couple years ago on on one of his podcasts like you know the models the models for filmmakers for storytellers is is changing with the streaming the streaming revolution oh absolutely i'm i'm actually kind of like probably within i would say within the next probably within the next generation you're going to see the you're going to see the fall of people going to the movies to be honest with you people are going to stay home they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna stream it from their house mm -hmm. and well, i mean that's that's how it's going to be and i don't know i mean i, I you can look at um the, what this quarantine has showed us the the premium vod stuff right um you know it's you know i mean uh, unfortunately it does seem to be it's going to cause a problem between universal and amc oh of course. Uh, oh amc is um, gonna fall completely well i mean listen you you pick at universal that's comcast's you know frontline uh movie studio right they're just gonna shut you down right I mean, um but yeah I, I can totally see like you know i i the only the only thing i can see is the economics of the streaming well, the I mean, streaming channel to the budget of movies but i mean think about it i mean streaming how much you can reach a much much broader audience with streaming i mean it's just right in but my opinion, I, it would just be a no-brainer but from what i'm seeing though like i was reading an article about um, the Black Widow movie that yeah. you know should be was supposed to be released like this week, next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and back, what? Right? What they pushed it back to to how long? It, 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 I believe right now it's still a question mark. Oh wow! Uh, okay. All right. And and the same thing with like Mulan, uh, the live action Mulan movie. Um, and and actually the sorry this the the article is discussing the Mulan movie and why why you're probably not going to see it hit. Disney Plus, and it's going to have a a, a a movie theme, uh, a movie theater opening. Mm -hmm. Um, is to make you know to to for a movie to make the two hundred dollar two hundred million dollar budget that like a Mulan or the Black Widow has. Not even talking about marketing and stuff. You'd have to add like a couple hundred million Disney Plus subscribers. Um, and that yeah to to yeah to make it yeah to make it profitable. Um, okay. and for a movie especially like Mulan you know 
every of the live action Disney movies that has been released uh, has broken a billion dollars globally. Um, they were projecting uh, the 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 wizards that project those those box office numbers were projecting like massive business in China because it was shot in China and it's about a Chinese national hero. Okay. Um, so it's while maybe Disney Plus could recruit some, you know, what the domestic box office would have been here in the U.S. Right. It's never going to touch the what the Chinese market would have would have paid to see it on the screen. So yeah, I, there there there's an economics that's going to have to if if people stop going to the theater, there's an economics that's going to have to change with it. Oh, the, I mean, it, well, that's what this this pandemic has taught us is that you know everything is going to have to everything is going to shift. All the paradigms are going to shift completely, and I mean things are going to things you know uh, times are changing and things are going to go away and or or they're going to change to where they it, it'll just be different you know what i mean especially in, in entertainment is no different oh yeah no yeah. definitely you know what i think is is interesting and and from the like i enjoy the the movie theater experience i enjoy getting to go out of the house i enjoy getting to you know spend that time sharing that experience with someone that i care about and all of those things if you look at history before their movies were big we had theater we had live theater mm -hmm. and when movies came about there was that fear that we were going to lose live theater you know and we didn't what happened is it shifted it shifted to a more artistic form of storytelling it shifted to a different form of storytelling that is now very respected and revered right. you know so i feel like if you look at what's going on now story Telling to a certain degree is shifting to this larger format of, you know, 10, 12, you know, miniseries and things like that, where we can really get into the meat of the story. But I think that there's still a place for movies. And I think I feel like the, th the same thing is going to happen. It's going to become part of a more artistic expression. I think you're right. And, and what I'm so I, I was just I was a communications major. I focused on broadcasting. Um, and I remember. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big shock. Um, and, and I remember now when TV was first coming out and becoming popular, um, the movie studios were vehemently against television. Oh, yeah. um, they thought, you know, this is going to be the death of movies. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, so what did move? So, so what was in the movies like you know the 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 slapstick comedies the you know the romantic comedies that sort of stuff a lot of that shifted to television because it could be done for it could be right. done cheaper on television right. um and movies started getting either a little racier a little you know going outside of what you could do yeah. in television yeah. um or and you know you're talking about as as things are sliding into the 60s and 70s special effects stuff that a tv program couldn't do i mean i thought you were going to talk say, about i thought you were just going to mention deep throat but that was just that was that was just that was just cinema sponsored by mob money <laughs> um but no it, it, as it, you know someone's like oh well there was star trek but star trek special effects were not yeah what you what you saw in say uh you know 2001 a space odyssey right you know right um and i think i think if you look at it and now i wish i was you know had access to an academic library oh i do um because we live <laughs> in the future and i can just go on jstor and, and pull up articles <laughs> and stuff um it's you know movies started to move towards more artistic stuff you know you get stuff like the piano and and yeah. all of you know jane austen movies start you know uh hugh grant um yeah. 
and and Emma Thompson, um, written and directed by Emma Thompson, I should say. Uh, and, 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 you know, you get all those artistic movies that, you know, for most part, TV couldn't do regular over the air television and, and, and somewhat into even the cable era. And then, and, and then the, the blockbuster special effects, diehards and, yep. and Robocops and Transformers. You know, yeah. The Transformers. <laughs> uh you know jurassic park um you know you start getting to you know to things that tv couldn't do now we've got into the streaming age which has kind of killed over the air television for 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 the most part you know um but now there's more budget. There's the, the, yeah. the movie companies are behind these things now. Yeah. In some yeah. ways, I guess well, this is Revenge of the Studios. Well, yeah, it is. It is Revenge of the Studios. So it's like, I guess the question is now, like, you know, um, what happens when when uh, a television production is doing a better job of producing your uh, or making, you know, putting out your uh the project that that the movie then the movies did you know what i mean um um the mandalorian yeah that's yeah mm -hmm. that's that's my case in point is what i'm saying is like yeah you know what that's a that's a that's a big question you know that needs that 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 is going to be a hard there's a hard answer for that you know what i mean i mean it, it, and it's funny though like because disney disney's kind of the, the 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 big boss in this situation i mean disney plus i mean that when that app rolled out they basically changed the game you know yeah. but they're still planning you know they hired taika waititi to do a movie yeah a star wars movie um but they smartest also hired they what smartest thing they could have done absolutely uh beyond, beyond basically just going to john favreau and dave filoni hey you guys you guys run this you, you seem to know this yeah, yeah um yeah. you know and and they uh brought in the russian doll uh co-creator to do a uh a, a disney plus star wars series oh, um yeah so it's it's i i think i mean honestly i think i think we are moving into you know where where the studios studios can the storyteller can tell a better move a, a better story through right. this system but right. they but i think they still need like i think the studios still think they need to have that taiko itt movie you know that i think, I think it's Star about options now i think it's about looking at the story much. and instead mm -hmm. of only having one option instead of just being oh well this has to be a movie because that's what's popular now we have yeah. options we have is you know hamilton would not have done as well had it not been a live stage performance that's Absolutely. what gave it its success you know well, sure. my, so, my future my future best friend lin-manuel miranda is really kind of <laughs> um you know so we can look at a story and we can say okay i have this story what's the best way to tell this story you know sure. instead yeah. of just going okay i have to tell this in a movie because there's no other this is the only you know big option now we've got all these options and stories can mm -hmm. get told in whatever manner is, is I'm best hoping, for them. I'm hoping time is cyclical so that eventually we get back to movies where everybody talks like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you don't love him? Give him a kiss right there on the lips. Right there. Yeah. He's a big old, big old smacker. <laughs> <laughs> Why you, you owe me 50 simoleons. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you know, look at podcasting. Now we have, you know, we had radio shows. Now we yeah. have, we're back to podcasting, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. kind of like everything's come full circle. And now, like that old timey radio show thing, like a little bit, that telling story stories yeah. through just a voice is starting to come back again. Yeah. Uh, hello, welcome to the Night Vale. <laughs> uh, or Serial or, you know, any of the true crime podcasts out there. Totally. No, no, no. The best was the best. And, and you know, because I'm biased, the best was. Was, uh, the Adventures of Superman. It was a uh, oh radio shows. The serial, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I actually even heard some of the um some of the Doctor Who serials, the the radio serials. They weren't uh, bad, they they weren't bad at all. Mm -hmm. Um, a friend of ours a few years back got me CDs of the BBC Star Wars radio serial. You know, I I always saw that when you know you go you remember <laughs> you guys remember Barnes and Noble. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Books a Million and Walden Books. Hey, that was one of my first jobs was was Walden Books. That's awesome, dude. Every year when I came home from college, I would apply, and it was always, oh, we've because my school got out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, we've already hired for for the holiday, and it was you. You stole my job, didn't you? It was. Andy? It was me. I stole your fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> Pembroke Lakes Mall. Was that you? No, no, uh, Broward actually, Broward Mall. Oh, okay, then you didn't steal my job. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay you so get, uh, you get your bucket of fish heads <laughs> so so you know you know the walden books uh you know for for those of you who are a little young <laughs> back in our day there used to be uh stores and malls called called walden books <laughs> And uh, they were, they were, you know, they were bookstores. And um, uh, uh, like I said, that was my second job there. And I remember when I was working there, uh, strangely enough, so, so in our area, uh, there's the Broward Mall. And then back in that time, uh, literally right across the street from it, just a little <laughs> bit north, was, uh, was this, was another mall. The Fashion called, Mall. Called the Fashion Mall. And it was supposed yeah. to be more upscale because they were upscale because they had a friggin' Macy's attached. Okay. You know, big wolf. Yeah. They had a Macy's, they had a Lord and Taylor, and um, they're all gone now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Uh, just then, so you know, the fashion, the, they, they are doing, they are putting another mall there. Are they really building another mall there? Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> maybe it'll be a high tech mall. I hope so. Maybe it'll be virtual. You go there and you just shop online. <laughs> Please put on your VR goggles and right, right, uh, now, peruse, now peruse wish. <laughs> no, 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 you go there, you sit down, and you put on the haptics, and you're instantly in an old 1980s mall. And that's you know, a virtual mall. That would be There's fun. There's something to be said. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, but when you're ordering the products, are you ordering it like how, that? How are we getting the products to you? Details, details. <laughs> don't, don't, don't sully the idea. Okay. <laughs> Just go with it, and we'll make it happen later. This is why you're not an idea man, Joe. You're you're the, you're the guy. You're you're not the guy who thinks up the stuff. You're the guy who makes it happen, and that's good. You have your place. Stick with your. <laughs> Stick, stick with your wheelhouse, buddy. Okay? <laughs> Anyhow, um, the fashion let mall. Handle, let me handle this part. Um, <laughs> stick with me, kid. I'll show you everything you need to know. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I, you know, just so everybody knows, I know nothing. Joe does everything. He's amazing. <laughs> um, but anyway, fashion mall. 
right? <laughs> so there's so there's Walden there's Walden Books in the Broward Mall, and then the Fashion Mall. Apparently, Walden Books owned God, what was the other? Uh, it was B Dalton. B. Oh Dalton yes, yes. That, that's what was in that mall. Um, and I know there's people out there that are listening to this going, "What? Qua? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so B Dalton. Uh, see, I didn't know this that that B Dalton was owned by Walden Books. I thought it was like a yeah. bookstore. And I remember, like, when I started working there, um, like, like my third week in, uh, my manager goes, "Hey, Andy, do you know where you know where B. Dalton is in the in the in the fashion mall?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "I need you to go over there." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I need you to go over there." I'm like, "Am I spying on them? <laughs> Is he the enemy? Like, you want me to bring back like 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 international secrets, uh, corporate secrets?" Um, and he had Mission he Impossible like, no. song going off in his head. Right. <laughs> Should you choose to accept it? Um, and no, he was just like he's like he goes no, just go over there and uh, uh, tell the manager that uh, that I sent you over. I'm like okay, so I go over there and he's like I'm like hey, uh, Raphael sent me, you know, and he goes oh, that's cool. Uh, are you trained on the register? I'm like yeah. He goes okay, log in. I'm like what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah. He's like, log in. I'm like, oh, okay. Apparently they were just shorthanded. <laughs> they needed an extra guy. But he didn't bother to tell you that you were going over there to work. He just figured it would be a surprise. Yeah, I had no idea what I was going over there for. You know? Oh my god, was, that's funny. It was, it you was, thought it was like, you thought you were like working at McDonald's and going over to Burger King, but it's really you're going from one Burger King to another Burger King. Another Burger King, right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, honestly, if it was Starbucks, then it, it, that would be true. You could go right across the street to the other Starbucks. The, <laughs> better, the better Starbucks. Um, uh. Yeah, no, no. But I will say B. Dalton had a much better D&D section. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Walton Books had. Yes, that is definitely true. Definitely, definitely true. Yeah. That, but that's also like, you know, that's like comparing like the D&D section at uh, at Barnes & Noble to the, the, the D&D section at Books A Million. Man, that Books A Million uh, section. Did, did Books A Million have a D&D section? Yes, I they mean, did. Did they really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember it. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So now that everybody knows that we truly are old because we remember malls and you guys don't, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but there you go. Bookstores. Speaking of Hamilton. Speaking yes. of Hamilton. <laughs> I did the fist this time. Did actually, you? actually I did. I did the Hamilton pointing finger. Did you do the point? Okay. Yes. Right. You, you threw away your shot. Yes. <laughs> This is my job on the show, folks. I I, oh, I listen to everything. It's, <laughs> it's dumb, but I'm gonna do it. Thank you, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. I'm gonna give you a geek point for that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my job. Is 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 I do non segways. <laughs> You're so good at it. Nobody does it like you, Kay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so speaking of Hamilton, um, <laughs> uh, the movie's coming sooner than we expected. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? What? What's what's coming? So the, the filmed movie. stage show Hamilton. What's Hamilton? Yeah, we do. We should okay. So okay, so Hamilton <laughs> is a musical written by my my future best friend Lin Manuel Miranda. Does he know of this? Um, he does now. <laughs> he will be one my day. Future, he will one be my day best friend. You're gonna get a phone call <laughs> from his attorneys telling me to please stop. <laughs> um. But uh, or, what, or how awesome would it be if like literally then tomorrow or, or, or Friday when you put this out, Lynn tweets it and he's like, it, it, we really are friends. Like, I mean, uh, you know, oh, oh, well, this would then be the last episode of the geekiest with me <laughs> because I would have died on the 
toilet reading my Twitter. So wait, are you saying are you saying that's how you get to be the host of the geekiest is to kill off the host, the current host? Like, is this like a Sith kind of? This no, this is like this a Klingon like battle. A... This is a Klingon bat warship, man. Oh, you totally oh, okay. beat me to the geek point. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, is this like a Klingon battleship? Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. You you want to be the host? You have to kill the current host. <laughs> or we could say we're we're like the Deathmongers from Chronicles of Riddick. There you you go. keep what you kill. You keep what you kill. <laughs> Hey, just so everybody knows, my kid is going for the box of, of furry candy. Uh-oh. Don't Get do it. Em. Don't do it. Um, now we won't have any furry candy to give to the boys. Um, so, so, yeah, instead of coming out in October of 2021, the Walt Disney Company, after it gave the creators of Hamilton $75 million, uh, decided oh. that July 3rd, it will debut on disney plus you know what it's it's about damn time to be perfectly honest yeah they've had it in the can forever so oh, say, this yeah. is the one they, they shot like a bunch of years back like i don't understand what the hell we, they were waiting on i mean uh, they, 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 lynn has been asked that question and yeah. when he is asked that question his answer is that he wanted to have as many people as possible have the chance to experience it on stage first <laughs> He wanted to rake in as much as he possibly could. Okay, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> his his PC answer is he wanted as many people as possible to be able to see it on stage before okay. he released it. All right, okay, all right, all right, all right. We're not I'm, gonna. We're, I'm not. I I won't label him a monster yet, right? <laughs> because I do I, like. I really do. I respect the hell out of him. He's awesome. I what I, I I was kind of because when I when the news came out that they were going to do a Hamilton movie with the original cast, my first thought was going to happen, which is still happening. I, I've I've heard that. I've heard that. Anyway, so your your first oh thought because because what I was reading was that this this what they're releasing in July is what they were going to release next October. Right, but I but I've heard I've heard other rumblings of what he said something like ten years down the road. Oh, you know, there's going to be a a Hamilton movie, not unlike Les Miserables or, you know, take a pick of any other rent or yeah, exactly. Which, which was where my, my, my head was going with like, you know, I, I, as much as I love that they wear the colonial, uh, costumes and and all that it's like i don't know if i want to see you know them you know on the the colonial williamsburg singing and dancing well why not what's wrong with that um, i feel like that would be awesome as long as they don't as long as they don't see as long as they cg the buttholes out like they didn't catch <laughs> Well, having seen it on stage, I have to say there was a, 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 a there was a uh, there was a, a true uh, lack of uh, butthole in Hamilton. Oh, thank God, I mean, just fur. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. The damn fool that shot him. Well, aren't they aren't they making a movie of In the Heights? Yeah, yes, yeah, that should be coming out yeah, real soon. Yeah, with uh, Anthony Ramos of Hamilton fame taking yeah. on the uh, uh, the Usnavi part that Lin Manuel uh, originated as the creator of the show. Definitely, again, Definitely. my my future best friend, Lin Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> so it's possible; anything is possible, and you never yeah. know. And he's going to keep us on the hook forever. Why do I? Why do I feel like that? Anything is possible is really. Not so much related to him ever being my best friend. <laughs> no, he, well, I mean, if you hold out hope, hope. You know what I mean. If you if you hope and hope on hope, right? It's all about hope, right? It yeah, ends with it hope. L- it listen, listen. I stand five foot seven. I have been hoping for like one more growth spurt. <laughs> well, you know, 
genetics are being are being altered every day, Joe. I mean, <laughs> there are new advancements, and okay. uh, all right, all right, it might happen when I'm eighty. Well, you don't want to be a dwarf anymore, like me. You don't I want to be like, like I, I want to reach the things on the on the top probably? shelf. I want to reach the things on the top shelf of the of the cabinets in the kitchen without having to use a step ladder. <laughs> Especially because we live with two giants. That's true. You do live with ants. They are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. the giants who laugh at us when we can't reach the shelf. Literally, I could break down your household into D and D races, and it wouldn't be in any way inaccurate. Oh, easy. Oh no, it's super easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's two dwarves and two half orcs. Pretty much. And an elf. And an elf. <laughs> <laughs> and when dad moves back in, it's three dwarves. Exactly. Or, 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 or the boys Goliath. Um, hmm. I think Jason would be a Goliath. <laughs> I think Jeremy's the Goliath and Jason's yeah. the half orc. Yeah, Jeremy's the Goliath, Jason's the half orc. <laughs> okay. Okay. We love that. our children. We really do. And or Zoe is, is like or, the high elf. Or is Jason a furball? You could be a furball. Mm. No, no more. Because he has more that mental danger he has a little bit of furball. He could be either, depending on the day. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> we're getting too much into the kids. Back to geek stuff, guys. Come <laughs> on. Um, we're determining which D and D race the kids are. Can we be any geekier? Yeah, that's pretty damn geeky. You know what? I kind of live my life that way. I have gotten to the point where I play so much D and D that I will look at. I, I I could be anywhere. I'd walking around Walmart, whatever, and every yeah. person that I look at, my brain immediately equivalates to a D and D race. Mm -hmm. Like everything I can't stop do, it. Everything you do, you're like that was with advantage. That was without advantage. Yep. Failed my role. Failed my mm -hmm. check. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's my full yep. life. At the end of the day, you have. Like, at the end of the day, you have. Uh, you have to. You have to do a long rest. Totally. Time for a long rest. <laughs> Listen, yep. not a lot. Not a lot of resets after short rests. Gotta be. Gotta be honest. Whatever class I am, I do not have a lot of short rest reset powers or features. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have to tell you something before it slips my mind. What? I got to do, because, you know, we're all DMs, I got to do something really awesome for the first time. Not for the first time, but for the first time with my group, um, because they're all noobs. Uh, oh, boy. I, I got to drop a mimic on them. What form was the mimic? mimic. Oh, oh, it was a chest. It was a chest. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm currently designing the the next leg of of my party's uh, journey. They're going into Neverland now, and I'm 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 looking at kind of like what do I want to like. This is the this is the place where I can really get like crazy creative because it's Neverland. You know, it's all about imagination and pretend and and all of these things. And I'm throwing in a little bit of a steampunk element and stuff like that. And okay. like, oh man, all the stuff I can do to them. <laughs> <laughs> so so in the uh not the not safe for wizards one but uh the the other i'm sorry what is game, that what, what is that one is, not the not safe for wizards what's what is that one what is not oh safe we for haven't wizards? published it yet yeah oh, okay. it, it, it's coming um no, early on i don't know anything about this show oh hush <laughs> Um, but, but early on, uh, they were in Skullport, okay. uh, Yay, Skullport. making a hasty retreat as I, as I recall. Well, and you know, when you set a bunch of ships on fire, <laughs> a bunch of ships belonging to Xanathar. We, yeah, <laughs> but we made the fires better. <laughs> you made um, them worse. Or better. Um, <laughs> uh, they uh, they they were traveling down, and like there were lanterns 
you know, along the route they're going, and they came across a very ornate lantern. Okay. And the party, two members of the party, decided, oh, this is a pretty interesting lantern, you know, might probably Ooh, worth shiny. some probably it's worth pretty. something. Uh-huh. Grab okay. it. Mimic. <laughs> Uh, now we're all like we all have this like PTSD with lanterns. It's terrible. <laughs> well, in 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 my game with the mimic, we had a repeat, and I did. I swear to God, I didn't plan this. This is just the way it happened, and and it was just circumstances at be. So in in my in my first homebrew uh, uh, a few years ago, at the start of it, um, a friend of mine, Jeremy, we've talked about him. Uh, he was playing he was playing a character who had his arm torn off by a mimic, mm-hmm. right? He's, he was a one-armed bandit. Like, literally, he was a, he was a rogue. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I couldn't have planned it better, but he did it again. <laughs> what? He didn't lose the arm this time, but he still got, he was the first guy that got bit by the, by the mimic. Not my, not, it, it was just literally, he was the one standing in front of me. He's the one who opened up the chest. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like, he goes, he goes, I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, is it a mimic? I was like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there was a, there was a, 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 then there was a line of, um, sorry, obscenities. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so for the, the other group, um, they have run into a second mimic in, in the campaign. Um, but yeah, but I, as you're running, uh, you're running Dragon Heist, correct? Yes. Yeah. They they, they ran into a mimic that's in, in Dragon Heist and uh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so they they definitely don't trust anything at this no, point. No, no, I'm never touching anything again. My character Neela is like never touching. She's she's gonna get gloves, a stick, something. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and the funny thing was, it was like, when I described it, everybody's like, because we're playing through Discord, right? Mm-hmm. And so I described what a mimic looks like, what the chest looks like. All of a sudden, it opens up and it's got a maw full of teeth. And there's this huge tentacle tongue thing that comes out and snatches and pulls it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you guys want to see a picture? And they're like, yeah. And I texted it to her or I sent it in the chat. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> We were genuinely horrified. I thought somebody was going to start speaking in tongues. I love it. <laughs> the joy of the ending. Oh, God, oh, I was I... so happy. You have no idea how happy I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay, so I don't normally maniacally cackle when mm. something I happens. find that hard to believe. No, I really don't because, you know, I'm, dude, you know, a good team is on the player's side. That's you know right. What I mean? through, through all of it. Um, but, but, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you that chance when you have that chance when they fall into that trap and you're just like <laughs> that's you <laughs> well because there's so many there's so many mechanics out there in the classes that let you see things that let you detect traps and detect you know otherworldly thing you know it's like uh sometimes uh, it's tough to get one over on your players right it's really hard to yeah. fool to fool them you know nowadays so yeah. it's like when you when that it's when when it goes off without a hitch, you're just like yes, you know what I mean? Like that's that's awesome, you know. Uh, instead of oh well, you found it, okay, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because you you know the the rogue has expertise and investigate, so any trap you're going to try to put on that chest, yeah, or or literally anybody who decides it's it's a good idea to spam mage hand. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. oh God, that's just, that's, to me, that's campaign break. But oh, you just got to find ways around it. No, no. In a way I want to die. No. <laughs> just no. No. 
Come on, you're a creative guy. You can figure out ways around you know that what? shit. Anti magic zone. Yeah, anti magic. There you go. Uh -huh. By the way, Joe, you'll be happy to know I am slowly because it's actually really it's it's a really complicated uh, uh, module, but I'm slowly converting uh, Dancing Hunter Baba Yaga to fifth edition. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, that is really cool. Yeah, so you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll say, hey guys, want to play? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so what I, uh, is it time for a non sequitur sequitur? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to do them. So Andy, uh, anything, anything been, uh, catching your eye out there? Kayla does it better. Kayla, do it. Do something. Um, speaking of the eighties. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. Okay. <laughs> speaking of round, like Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so guys, there. Uh, I watched it last night. It actually came out a few days ago on YouTube, and uh, I meant to watch it, but I wanted to wait till Pam could see it because this is one of her favorite movies of all time. Um, Josh Gad, we know Josh Gad, right? Who's the voice of Olaf? He's uh, Gaston. He in Beauty uh, and the Beast. Uh, what? LeFou. LeFou. Oh, uh, the one I say Gaston because whatever. He's LeFou. He was um, LeFou, and he was an amazing LeFou. Sure, he um, was. I loved him as okay. LeFou. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say he was a LeFou. Um <laughs> He did very well with what he had. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm just not a fan of the, I'm just not a fan of that remake. That's that's all. I just well, you know, you can you can not be a fan of the movie, but appreciate his character. Okay, all right. I'll, I I agree with you there. Okay. okay. Anyway, um, anyway, so Josh Gad, he he is doing these uh, uh, these virtual um, get together. Uh, right. Called, called like 80s remake or something like that i can't remember the exact name of it, but it's 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 a 80s reunion where he uh contacts he gets in contact with uh, uh with with cast members of old 80s movies um he's done two episodes so far that i could see uh but by far the the best one is the most recent one where he actually got the entire cast of the goonies yeah. on on zoom the name of the series is Reunited Apart. There you go. Reunited Apart. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Good yeah. job. <laughs> And he he got these he got everybody together and uh, they talked about talked a little bit about the film. Um, they they ran lines. They did scenes from it. I mean, it was it was the best. It was absolutely the best. Uh, they even had they even got got uh, uh, they were even joined by Spielberg. Uh, Richard oh, wow. Donner was on. Yeah, <gasps> That's cool. I need yeah. to see that. Richard, Don Richard Donner's ninety. Wow. Did you wow. Guys know that? No. I, I gotta be honest with you. I kind of thought maybe he had passed on a couple of years ago <laughs> no no we apparently not yeah no, no i no. thought like i like i have a you know like i have a a, a uh was that the mandela uh yeah. syndrome like mandela I, effect yeah, mandela effect like i i for some reason think i remember like someone yeah. posting you know yeah yeah no, i'm glad i'm wrong yeah exactly <laughs> um donner donner was having technical issues so you didn't hear from him for, for like two-thirds of the interview or like of the whole thing but um, you know, you, you saw like on camera cause it was like through zoom, I think, or whatever, or like Skype or something like that. Um, uh, he saw like where somebody had come in and, and was like behind, like fixing his stuff and getting him, getting him set up for, uh, uh, for, for sound and mic and stuff, but it was really awesome. So it was like, it was the, it was the entire cast minus, unfortunately, uh, uh, what was her name? She was Ma, um, uh, Ma Fratelli. Oh, yeah. she, 
she's passed on mm, and so yeah. has and so has uh john matuzek yes he yeah yes. john matuzek he played he, he played the uh, sloth yes uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's an and a former nfl player john matuzek yeah he yep. he died in like 91 92 he yeah. died of, i'm yeah. gonna give joe a geek point for that one that was a good recall. there you go excellent um but so it's like it was all the kids plus uh like including including Chunk, who isn't even an actor anymore. He he quit acting. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it included. It was also uh, 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 Joe Pantoliano. Yep, Joey Pants. Yeah. yeah, Joey Pants, and I forget whoever played his brother. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was. Oh he yeah, was yeah. yeah. And and I mean, like it was a huge, huge meeting. Like Chris Chris Columbus was in there. Oh wow. Like yeah, so they had like Donner Columbus and Spielberg, like and, the, and pro- the, entire the producer, the screenwriter, and the director. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, 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 and Cindy Lauper. Like, ah, <laughs> that's so cool. Like, ridiculous enough, right? And it's like, 80s, every 80s time, could swell. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Every time somebody new popped in, you saw Josh Gad just go, like, like he was like a child. He was like a chipmunk with, a, with an egg. He was the cutest <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Josh Brolin looks amazing, guys. Uh, he's he's dropped a ton of weight. Uh, you know, He's no longer purple. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> or part cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, everybody. Everybody's doing really, really well. Apparently, um, as far as just living their lives, which is which is great. And they did some. They did lines from the movies. Uh, they were saying that Joe Joe Pantoliano was saying that um, uh, his fondest memory was teasing um, uh, John Matusak while he was in the makeup. Because, <laughs> oh, no. He was saying between takes, you know, they would all go off and like you know get something to eat or you know whatever. And John couldn't eat while they were while he was in the makeup. Oh, so he would just be sitting there, and they'd be like, "Hey, you want a bite?" You know, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was drinking everything through a straw. You know, like that's how he was eating. You know, he was, just, he was so mad. He was so mad. <laughs> um, talking about the reunited part, I I know I had seen uh, stories. I think the the second one that's come out is. Um, he got together. Interesting enough, because Kayla and I just finished doing like a little bit of a rewatch of the Back to the Future movies. Because the, they're on Netflix. Because <laughs> they're on Netflix. Um, he did a reunited together. Um, with with Christopher with, Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. He did it with Leah Thompson, Mary Steenburgen, okay. Elizabeth Shue, Robert wow. Zemeckis, and Huey Lewis. Wow. wow. Um, and there was even some talk during the... Uh, during the the talk about uh, Back to the Future Four, leave it the way it is, guys. It's fine. You don't have to have another one. Um, and apparently, uh, that uh, they re- I guess they're using this as a fundraiser for things. So okay. the Back to the yeah, Future yeah, one exactly. for Project Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was for uh, the Go- the Goonies one was for a uh, World Food some kind of World Food Bank. Cool. Kind of. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was really really well done. It was amazing. It was amazing. I am definitely. Um, gonna have to put that on the list of stuff to watch absolutely absolutely the other thing that you should definitely watch because it's a because it's on netflix and b because uh there's something coming up uh this friday about it um have either of you guys watched community before i have started watching it uh, i have not like in the last week or so i started watching it because it's on netflix how far are you into it uh halfway through season one okay all right kayla catch up please okay please do this do yourself a favor (laughs) 
okay. and catch up on this show because it is one of the greatest geek shows ever, ever, ever created. Huh, okay. Like, and I'm not even kidding. It's uh, I mean, created. Go, go ahead. ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, Joe. I was going to say it, it was the one the other day I was watching. You're like, is that John Oliver? And I was like, yes, that is John yeah. Oliver. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, John Oliver, uh, 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 Donald Glover, Chevy Chase, um, Joel, Joel McHale, McHale, Jim Rash, who is Allison Brie, Allison Brie, who is insanely gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, yeah <laughs> and, 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 the, the and the guest appearances. Yeah, the cast is stunner. The guest appearances, um, and and basically what it is, what it's about, guys, is uh, people don't know. <clears throat> Community is about Greendale Community College. It's a fictional community college in Greendale, Colorado, uh, where uh, people, you know, people go to college there, right? And this it's about these seven people, seven, eight, can't Mm. remember. Yeah, a group of people for different reasons. They're all in the same uh, uh, Spanish class, and they decide they for for reasons that you'll find out. They become a study group, and uh, hilarity ensues. Okay, um, it, it it's a show that goes completely off the rails, uh, like throwing reality like mm-hmm. out the window completely. I, and I have heard about. Uh... There's like a stop motion episode. There is. There's a, one of the one of the Christmas episodes. It's called uh, Al, like Abed's Magical Christmas or something, um, which is all claymation. There's an episode where they're Muppets. There's an episode. Um, I mean, they are constantly doing, uh, uh, you know, making fun of different genres of geekdom. There are Dungeons and Dragons episodes. Yeah. There uh-huh. are. There's a there's a whole episode during the last season that is shot completely and totally makes fun of the office and parks and rec like oh for the for that style yeah that's yeah well you know the whole like you know the confessional kind of yeah 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 uh reality show it's shot completely like that um and and the 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 directors that have been attached to it are i mean the russo brothers yeah they directed a bunch of the episodes and that's what what launched them into that's what made disney go hey these guys are awesome yeah because they were they were producing directors sort of like uh Tommy, yeah. Tommy Schlamy with uh, West Wing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one of the other episodes, one of the one of the um, one of the first episodes in the season, uh, or in the first season, was directed by what is his name? Um, he directed some of the Fast and Furious films. Last uh, name is Lynn. Mm. Last, yeah, last I know you're talking. Jeremy he's, Lynn? But, no. Jeremy Lynn or Jeremy Lynn or, or something like that. Uh, where he's, I mean, you know, they they grabbed him because he. He directed these amazing action sequences for it, like for a, for a sitcom, you know, um, has, you know, it, the writing on is spectacular. The acting is amazing. Uh, it is one of the it is, it's a cult hit uh, because it, it only got five, six seasons. Yeah. Um, and and those those six seasons were, you know, were were shoddy. There was a, there was always that moment of, art, you know, because the ratings weren't spectacular. It was like. It was like, well, is there going to be another season? Well, we don't know yet. Okay, there's another season, you know. Mm, so it kind of okay. it hung on and hung on, uh, and ended in 2015. The and the last season, as I recall, was on actually on Yahoo. It was on Yahoo, Yahoo, yeah, yeah. Yahoo bought it, and they were like, we'll do that last season. And then Yahoo got in way over its head because they didn't realize how much it actually cost to make that series. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're not going to do another one. Um, um, that and, and it is uh, created by Dan Harmon, as I Dan, I, Dan Harmon, also the, the man who created Rick and Morty. Um, so Rick and Morty fans, this is your show. This is this is your show. You guys need to watch it. Uh, OK, so and, here's a question. Yeah, sure. I am not a Rick and Morty fan. OK, it, I, it never appealed to me. I've tried a bunch of times to watch it and I get it. just couldn't get into it. It's not my brand. It's not. Am I everybody. still going to like this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. Because, because because it's much more lighthearted than Rick and Morty is. Um, Rick and Morty. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and and some people are going to are going to agree with me, and some people are going to be like, "Yeah, I understand completely what you're talking about." Um, Rick and Morty is 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 has no soul when it comes to Rick and Morty is a is a fantastic. It's one of my favorite shows ever, but it is Rick and Morty's uh, is is like the evil, <laughs> and Community is the good. Like Community, okay. Community stories are all about you know goodness and hope and you know uh, emotion and you know this is the good stuff. Like this is the the heartfelt stuff. Rick and Morty doesn't have a heart. Rick and Morty is one of those shows where it's like it points out the existential dread and kind of like just puts it in your face and says this is this is how it is and and you have to learn to laugh at the at the void kind of thing you know what i mean okay whereas whereas uh you know um community is much more consumer friendly (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah yeah uh much more consumer friendly it's um silly jokes you know stuff like that uh you will Kayla, you will absolutely love the dean. You will love okay. the college dean. He is. He is. He will be your favorite character, hands down. All right, I'll have to check well, it out. Actually, actually, he will. The, the fan, my fan favorite. I, th- I think the fan favorite is a character named Abed. But yes, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. like Abed too. You'll you'll yeah. love Abed. You you you'll want you'll want to 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 mother Abed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because um, you know, I mean, Abed Abed is too precious for this world. He is. Aww. <laughs> Anything that pulls out my mothering instinct is usually good. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I, so go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. So, so from, from what I was understanding, cause like, I remember when this show came out and like, it was one of those shows, like as, as Andy was saying, it was one of those shows that every year it was one of those that was kind of almost on the block to get axed. Well, because, because the night that it came on, on the, on the, you know, the, um, the station it came on, the, uh, the, the, the network it came on, uh, NBC, it was up against the office and parks and rec it was on like, no it was on the same channel as office and parks and rec right but it was up but it was on the same block <laughs> on the same night it was like it was those three shows and then the gritty drama and then the news you know so it was like it was it, it was the one that it was always the, the little show that could the, the, the little show that was forgotten you know yeah. because nobody cared about it they watched everybody wanted to watch parks and rec in the office and it was right. like what's community communities community was their filler right you know? it, 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 and in practice and probably the reason why it it teeters because the idea is usually is when you have a night of comedy like that where you have the bigger uh ratings getters is oh yeah. well you're gonna get a you're gonna get a good lead in you're from, gonna get a boost right from those shows but um and, and to be fair dan Harmon's humor um is not for everybody is a little quirky yeah. um and, and from what i understand and part of what i understand part of the costs uh issue because I, th- I think i remember listening to an interview with dan Harmon and like he's very much like aaron sorkin was on west wing where he was kind of writing scripts week of shooting 
Yep. Um, yep. And so you wouldn't know what you would need and who would be what. Yeah. Yep. As a matter of fact, uh, he tells the story about about uh, all the time about uh, getting the 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 Dungeons and Dragons episode uh, past the past the network because they originally they would. He's like he's like if I hadn't done it like in in this guerrilla tactics way that I did it it would have never gotten approved. As a matter of fact, he goes, he goes, as a matter of fact, they told me so. (laughs) (laughs) He said, well, you know, if you had done your job, they they were like, well, if you hadn't given this, given us this script the day before shooting starts, um, we would never have approved it. (laughs) And yet, but here we are. And it was an amazing episode. It's uh, it's often credited. Uh, I know, like every time D and D is covered in, say, Forbes or Newsweek or any of the uh, any of the you know your your mainstream magazines, that the, the community episodes that featured the D and D stuff is usually mentioned. You know, right before they talk about Critical Role, yeah, um, and like Adventure Zone, yeah, 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 they do. I mean, and they do it justice. I mean, they okay. So it's you haven't seen it. You haven't seen the episode yet, have you, Joe? I have not. Okay. Um, I'll just, you know, it's not really a spoiler, but it's kind of like a, like a, like a warning. Um, the D and D they play is, um, is incredibly watered down because, you know, it's D and D. Yeah, I like that. It's, um, I mean, it's still fun, and you get everything, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I get that. That's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. But like, um, but the dungeon master in in this episode, the dungeon master does all the roll, all the dice rolls. Well, I mean, to be you fair, know. to be fair, the original version of D and D, the 1974 yes. white books, the yes. DM did all the rolling. So did all the dice rolls, which you know. But yeah, I mean, and and I guess that's what because uh, because uh, Dan Harmon is a is a is a huge yeah D and D like that's where he started was playing AD and D. So mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, so like way back when. So yeah, so it, it's it, it's playing in that direction. Um, but it's still it's an incredibly fun episode. I, I don't think there was one episode where I was like that was boring um but uh definitely kayla check it out please check it out um because because you know me i like as many people as many i'm james halliday in in ready player one and i want every all of my friends to love the same things that i love Um, (laughs) yes yes i know this about you (laughs) (laughs) you know what i i I, you know dan Harmon, uh kind of uber geek if you really want to think about it he really is uh he is also behind Harmon quest yes yes uh Uh, which i've I've had a couple episodes of Harmon quest um it's very funny yeah yeah because because he he brings a bunch of his like his like uh hollywood friends uh people that he knows you know uh, who are also Tompkins. uh yeah paul f Tompkins has been in it um uh uh brian posner i think he's done an episode or two uh so you know things like that so people like that come on the show and they're you know uh they they come on his show and and he he plays he runs a a D&D game that is incredibly comedic and very tongue-in-cheek uh yeah and and yeah it's usually for a live audience too right i believe they do it in front of a live audience um and i'm trying to remember it's the only problem with harmon quest is it's on one of those streaming channels that's like off the beaten path yeah i can't remember what it is and and uh Uh, it's on the first season i I guess it's all now on vrv um but the first season i know was done on CISO because that was like part of their because CISO was was like originally was pitching itself to be like oh we're the home of comedy and stuff right 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 Uh, yeah i mean you know so it didn't work out that time (laughs) well he's i feel like he's two for two then because he's you know he's like oh let's do CISO and then oh yahoo wants the show um 
<laughs> well, anyway, so uh, the reason I'm mentioning Community not just because uh, Netflix put it on uh, put it on their their lineup this month, which has created a huge resurgence uh, in in interest for the show. Uh, there is because of that uh, they are the, the cast is getting together for a virtual table read of one of the original episodes or, or of one of the one of the episodes from season four. Oh, cool! Ah, yeah. Um, and and what's so important about this one? Not only I think there is I, I think there is a charity. I think it is for charity. Yes, it is for mm-hmm. charity. It is for charity. So um, what's so important about this is that you know from a geek standpoint, it's one of the first times since he left the show that they've got Donald Glover on. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So they they managed to get Donald Glover, which is which is huge. Um, because a lot of time, because every cast member has said Donald is the heart and soul of the show of the cast. Like yeah. he he was the one who kept us laughing. He was the one that kept us, you know, he's so talented and blah blah blah. And he really is. I mean, God bless it, Donald Glover, bro. Yeah. Uh, or you know, come on, you're 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 a. I mean, you're a director. You're an actor. You're a com- you're a stand up comic. You're you're Lando Calrissian for crying out loud. You're childish uh, Gambino. <laughs> childish Gambino. I mean, yeah. he's super super talented. He's like he's he's a modern day Renaissance man. Absolutely. He- um, uh, he he I think he created the series Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he created Atlanta. He actually he's he's one of the stars in it. Uh I mean holy crap, Donald. What you know, you're making everybody else look bad, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so so the table read, the virtual table read is going to be on uh, Community's YouTube channel uh, this Friday at um, uh, eleven a.m. Uh, Pacific. So that would be five ish. No, eleven a.m. Pacific. Yeah, no, we're three would hours. Be three hours like ahead, two, so. Would be two uh, two p.m. Eastern time. I lied. They they're gonna. I lied. Not eleven a.m. They're gonna do it at two p.m. Uh, Pacific. I just so looked it five. Up. Five Eastern. So five, so five Eastern. Yeah, five Eastern. So check it out uh, if you're a, if you're a community fan. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. I, I just know it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this. We watched uh, Grace and Frankie did a similar thing not too not too far back where they had a table read from like one of the scripts from season seven. Yeah, oh, is that right? Super cute. And they yeah. raised and they're raising money for um one of the one of the the i think it was also one of the like the feeding america uh feeding america charity i believe mm-hmm. well i think it's i think it's cool that all these all these celebrities are just like yeah let's do something cool you know uh and and if we can raise money for charity that's awesome too you know what i mean and everybody's like Hollywood's coming out of the woodwork and they're realizing that this pandemic is, uh, you know, it's the, the, the isolation, everything that, that is causing people to just be, I mean, you know, depression is creeping into everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. it's taking everybody over. Like people are just so upset and, you know, they just, they just want an end to everything. And I think that, I think that it's awesome to see all of, you know, not all of Hollywood, but a lot of, lot of Hollywood just kind of answering the and saying mm-hmm. and saying hey guys this is here have this you know that kind of thing yeah. like we're di- like i thought it was really awesome of disney to to put onward you know yes. to release yes. onward on, you know on, oh on God, digital yes. like yeah. i you want to talk about like probably the most D movie of all time absolutely yeah, we, yeah when you know, we covered it we 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 brought it up about uh jerry yeah. crawford actually had a quote online about uh onward is 
uh, a love letter to D and D. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And 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 I didn't expect that from Disney at all. Like, <laughs> I was I was yeah. It was like oh my god, Disney is doing this, and it it's it's so it's so cool to see them kind of embracing the whole D and D fantasy type stuff. So when does D and D buy D and uh, when does Disney buy D and D? No 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 uh, no no no. They, you know they get though? to embrace it. They get to appreciate it. They don't get to buy it. I don't know about that, Kayla. I, I don't know because I said the same thing about about when they when they acquired Marvel. Yeah. I said that. I was like, yeah. oh God, no, please God, no. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying if Disney bought Wizards of the Coast, I mean, yeah, we're supposed to be getting a Magic the Gathering animated series on Netflix. But could you imagine with Disney money? True. D and D series, D and D movies. This is this is true. This is okay. With you're, access you're, to ILM, you're kind of changing my mind. Dragons like, of Autumn Twilight uh, done right. Done right because done that, right because that animated series that that was yeah. created a bunch of years back was ooh. garbage. It was rough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Disney. Disney can buy as so, long as Wizards of the Coast gets have some like creative control well, i'm well, yeah i think that's probably what disney would do is yeah you know they'll make they'll, they'll make ari salvatore the, the the head of writing like uh, <laughs> i don't know if you want bob doing that but Let, let's leave right. let's leave let's leave jeremy and chris yes uh, please. jeremy and chris perkins yeah. you know in their positions yes please <gasps> matt matt becomes head of dnd studios <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if his sweet, kind little brain would. He, his head would just explode. Like I, I just. I need to go. I need to go change my pants. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, I, I don't. I, I want to say no, but I hate saying no. Yeah. And Marisha's behind him, just going, "Just say yes. Just, <laughs> just say yes. We've got this." No, no. <laughs> So really, Marisha's running it. Marisha smacking it. Marisha smacks it behind the head. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> although Critland, oh, <laughs> Critland oh. would move one step closer to reality. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It would be so speaking set. of, okay, I want to do one of these strange transitions. Sure. <laughs> so speaking of watered down D and D, Kayla, there, there was something you wanted to bring up, wasn't there? Was there? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Girly I almost, news. I almost spit tea across the room when you said that. But anyway, go ahead. Well, because right. there was the, there was a, a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic episode where they played a and s game. So yes. And speaking of My Little Pony, My Little Pony is collaborating with Dungeons and Dragons, rolling out the old pony style. So for the those 80s, of us that are yes, yeah, so for those of us that are diehard back in the eighties, My Little Pony fans. They are bringing back the original style and they're collaborating with D&D and they are putting out a set of D&D, My Little Ponies. And they're freaking amazing. They're so cute. They're a little cheap. I wish they would have spent a little bit more money on them from what I've seen so far. I don't know if that's concept art, but they're doing it. And it's amazing. And I want them all. Well, you know why it makes sense for them to do this? Because it's My Little Pony. Well, well because both, they're, they're Hasbro they're both, siblings. Yeah. Yes, they're because they're Hasbro husband. siblings. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it looks really cool. Um, I'm going to bring up because I can't remember offhand. Um, there's, I think they're doing it by class. <sighs> to the computer we go. Because Kayla has a problem. <laughs> uh, I know there's there's a rogue. Um, there's a yeah, fighter. There's, there's a druid. I think they went through and they did the basic. Yeah. They're oh my goodness yeah D D D they're gonna have D and D Judy marks 
I I smell a new tattoo in my. Interesting enough, this isn't the first crossover for D and D and really? My Little Pony. No, in 2017, uh, they released. It was uh, I want to say it was maybe for Gen Con only. They released a uh, like a core rule book um, and and sort of a uh, slightly stripped down uh, version of D and D. And then last year's Gen Con, or it was maybe the. Okay. Um, may not have been Jenny might have been one of the other. They released a My Little Ponies dice set. Really? Okay, where are these things? Someone must track them down for me. Please send me links. I need them uh, in my life. Okay, no, I, I mean, found the classes. Go ahead. Go with the classes. Uh, okay, so the pony versions of a rogue, barbarian, druid, bard, and either a cleric or wizard. Uh, a blink bunny. A blink bunny? A blink bunny also makes a cameo appearance as the druid's pony familiar. <laughs> I feel like that's a waste, wasted opportunity not to give them uh, like a baby owl bear or something. Something. Oh, also includes a box set. In the box set is a specialized D20 and a Dungeon Master screen showing the five ponies standing in front of. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> okay. I know I'm getting Andy for Christmas. That's oh what you're getting god. Kayla for Christmas. Uh, no, just get it for me and then I re gift it to Kayla. I mean. <laughs> No, I want you to use that that DM screen, Andy. Uh, oh my god! I, no, I, you know what? I mean, this hey, this might be the the the, uh, the the opportunity to leave that door open. If they're doing My Little Ponies, you know, with D and D, how long is it before they cross D and D with like GI Joe or Transformers? Because that <laughs> would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, just to be able to like DM, like, can you picture Optimus Prime DMing behind his screen? <laughs> I, 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 I was just I, I was just thinking of the D and D version of you know GI Joe or Transformers. Like, oh, we're gonna we're all gonna play Autobots tonight. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like the engineers behind the Transformers figures being able to do things like we were just talking about with like the mimics yeah that transform yeah. and stuff like that that would be cool as hell too yeah. like they turn like all the like all the all the transformers would turn into dnd monsters like creatures oh my God. yeah or 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 they just take like optimus prime and put a little like robin hood wedge cap on him and give him a bow you're making optimus <laughs> prime a ranger yeah why not oh because oh, what would be funnier what would be funnier than that you know <laughs> There's I mean, a model maker out there going, ooh. Yes. I mean, honestly, I, I figure Bumblebee would be the ranger. But that's not as funny. That's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> then Bumblebee's the barbarian. Bumblebee's the barbarian. It would be, yeah, it would be like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. <laughs> you get the little kid with those. Yeah, Bobby. 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 Yes. Bobby. God, I love that show. Oh, jeez. God, I love that show so much. Um, so that was my piece of girly news for the night. All right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, I am gonna I'm gonna put put uh, uh, somebody on notice about this because uh -oh. it's actually not right, and, and I think it's I don't care I don't care what the circumstances are why this happened it's not right. Um, so there's a company there's a, there's an online company uh, peril company called 80s 80s Tees. You guys know mm -hmm. them? Yeah, I've, I've seen them. them before all right all right well they just launched a a new line of t-shirts that have uh the original uh, cartoon characters from the D D cartoon on okay it. okay and different poses different different designs whatever and um you know i saw this and i saw this online i'm like going ballistic i'm like i have to have this shirt you know i have to have a shirt i have to have two different shirts one with venger mm -hmm. and one with the dungeon master like okay it has to happen and i'm looking through their site and i'm going okay let's go let's go down to price and they're talking 
starting out the small the regular size shirts they're starting out at 34 dollars. what yeah yeah and then like it, it and upwards like to where you know because i'm a bigger dude uh my size with shipping it would be over 50 dollars to get this to get one t-shirt holy cow it's ridiculous there's no that it makes no sense whatsoever That's i don't care okay. if it's i don't care if it's like oh well we had to pay a lot for the license then maybe you shouldn't have bought the license you know maybe you should have held out and done something else um because i guarantee because you look around the if you look around the site not all like i mean the transformer shirts you know aren't that much gi joe is not that much uh well, you know it's popular right now so it's supply and demand what really gets me and i this makes me crazy and i preach about it all the time is the price change due to size yeah that really makes me nuts yeah well, they're, they're claiming, well, it's because we have to use more fabric. It's like, really? You really don't have to use that much more fabric. It's yeah, really anyway, not. It's, it's, it's Right. You make it up in numbers. You make it up in volume. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but, and you would make it up a lot quicker if everything was the same price because bigger people would buy them more. You know, the right? other the other thing we found with trying to generate merchandise for stuff is not only is, you know, the, the price difference, but then the T-shirt color color availability changes as well yes yeah um, and that's straight bull. yeah yeah that's uh it's actually part of part of my business part of my job is doing is doing stuff like that so mm -hmm. yeah i'm well aware of that i'm, I'm well aware of uh, you know you could so it's your fault oh, it's not my fault it's not my fault i'm just aware of the problem um <laughs> it's not my fault i'm just not going to fix it <laughs> you know i gotta remember that take back that bucket of fish heads <laughs> oh god damn it you're gonna get no. a bucket of swedish fish fish heads. Oh, 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 oh me so hungry <laughs> uh any anything else we want to uh call out shout out uh Andy did say that he wanted to uh, signal boost a few new video games. And since that's definitely his area of expertise, speaking of video games. So guys, I play video games. I don't know <laughs> if you do, but I play video games. Um, so we're, we're all in quarantine right now. And there's, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> we're, you know, it's the perfect time to pick up a new game. Um, perfect time uh, uh, to, to explore new and old, like a lot of, a lot of, I've actually been going back through my library and finding old retro games that I haven't wow. played in a long time. Uh, I, I thought you were going to bring up, like, say, the uh, was the Final Fantasy uh, the remake. Just, yeah, the the retro the remake. remake. Yeah. Um, I don't have it because uh, it's exclusive to PlayStation. Right, and you're, and, you're and an I, Xbox. And I, yeah, I'm an Xbox player. Uh, and you know, fight me. Um, nah, whatever. Not you, the fans. Uh, no, I ex I chose Xbox because uh, at the time it was like when I was choosing the two consoles, uh, a lot of my friends were playing on Xbox, so that's why I went with. It. And and I had had an Xbox before then too. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, the 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 um the Final Fantasy remake uh, came out recently. From everything that I have seen from it, I played the original uh, in my youth. Was blown away with it back then. It was a paragon of of uh, of just excellence from mm -hmm. from from SquareSoft from. Square Enix. 
they were amazing and, and, and the story is amazing the characters are amazing and it has not gone down in quality with this remake and that's why it took okay. so long for it to come out they they had promised this thing 10 years ago they were talking about doing like a remake yeah and and uh and they were you know people are just like where's the remake where's the remake and they're like we're trying to do it we want to do it right um I, I have read friends of mine who have who have played it uh i i have they've they've shot them you know they've, they've filmed themselves you know crying when getting to you know i, I played that one as well yeah. um back in the day and okay. and, and, and getting to some of like first time you meet you know whichever character and like seeing the new renders and and everything like people have uh, friends of mine have like filmed themselves literally crying yeah because it's so beautiful or the it's first time you see Aerith for the first you know in the cloud yeah. and you know, it, you know they don't look like action figures <laughs> Uh, no, that's it's fantastic. The only the only thing I have to say about it, uh, if I could say that it's if there's anything if there's anything bad about it, and there's very very little. The only thing I can say that it lacks is that the fact that uh, uh, it's it's only the first half of the game. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much content. They said uh, uh, the developers were saying that that when we by the time we had got this far, there was so much we added to it in making it better. And improving everything that it just would not fit on in 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 the capacity that we wanted it to so we had to break it up into two games so um and and you know what i gotta say that's a great marketing uh strategy as well break it up into two games that way you know people are chomping at the bit so this christmas or whenever you know or or, or next year or whatever uh at the same time hey you guys have another final fantasy game uh to play and you get to you get to finish the story um so so yeah i've been going back through a lot of my old uh games and playing them again um uh one of the one of the ones that I had pulled out that uh, uh, I was really, really, really pleased with back in the day, and um, it it really hasn't aged that well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You ever played one of those games that hasn't aged? You, you, you play it again and you're like, why did I like this? Um, was uh, uh, the uh, it was it was in the Castlevania series. Okay. Uh, the original Castlevania games were awesome. You know, like the the, the original Nintendo games. And right. then once they started making the jump to to different platforms, you know, to or to different consoles, uh, it was very hit or miss. And uh, yeah. one of the one, yeah, yeah, one of the ones that that uh, that went that way uh, is um, it's called it's Castlevania. Uh, Lords of Shadow, uh, uh, Mirror of Fate. Okay. Oof. And yeah, it's a long title. And this is this is all of that blah 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 HD. HD <laughs> <laughs> remix, right? So, um, so I busted that out, and I was like, I remember liking it at the time. And I played it again, and I was like, God, why did why did I play this game? I, this is a horrible game. Um, it was it was so bad. It was like so bad. Like like you ever play a game where it's it's the controls are so poor, it's just unplayable. Oh yeah. And 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 you and you say to yourself, No, nah, it can't be me. It can't be me. That's bad. It's or it's it's got to be me. No, it's got to be me. That's bad. Yeah. It, um, they wouldn't let out. They wouldn't out a game that was this one. Right. They wouldn't let out a game that was just like that. That's just so broken. You can't play it. You know. You, 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 you just like gotta you get good. You like you for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to talk about the fact that I actually had that game. Um, me too. That that it was given to me as a as an Easter present. It was in my Easter basket, and um, what did you and I do to piss off the Easter Bunny? I don't know. My mom was probably like, "He likes ET. Let's get this." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that game was terrible. Oh, God. But yeah, no, I, I I totally remember there was some games where you're just like, I, it has to be me. I must just have the worst hand-eye coordination in creation because no one would put out a game this yeah. this hard, this 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 difficult to move the character to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. But 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 there was <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Surprise, and this is definitely one of them. Um, whereas, whereas it's funny because this is a, a sequel. This game is a sequel to uh, a couple of years before it. There was one. There was a, 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 a title just called Castlevania: Lords of Shadow, which is great. Uh, you play that. You play through that game, and it's like playing God of War. Um, okay. It's like it's like a gothic God of War. You just get to kill, like you know. You get to use you get to use that awesome chain whip to just kill werewolves and vampires and ghosts. It's really awesome. Um, it just it it just didn't age well at all. Uh, it's a side scroller and in in a it, yeah yeah and, and it's just it's a poor side scroller and so pass up pass up on that if you. It, I think the only reason I got it is because it was a free download at the time from um, uh, from the Xbox Live Games with Gold uh, package yeah. they have. So yeah, don't 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 play that one, guys. So that's um, the mid that so it's the equivalent of the middle comic in the old three comic pack. Yeah, you have like Spider Man on one side, X Men on the other, and then uh, Power Pack in the middle. Yes, yeah, they are definitely the Power Pack. Wow, <laughs> weak point for Joe. Power Pack. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> with or without the unicorn guy? Uh, oh, these are early ones. So I want to say I think the unicorn guy was in it. Yeah, that I mean, was, a, this, was a yeah, weird. This book. was yeah, it was it was yeah, or or fool killer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, you guys, if we're getting way away from people that don't have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, so comics there, old comics yes um so let me ask you joe since you're you're an old school gamer uh a pc gamer as well right old pc gamer uh i was a playstation i had a playstation 2 for okay. for several years uh pc gaming to to a point um but yeah okay. okay so there's a there's a there's a game uh that is fantastic is one of the best uh uh games i've ever played uh that i'm actually playing again right now um uh called pillars of eternity have you heard of it uh i've heard of it because i know several members of the critical role group uh, yes. were, were yes. involved with it that's i mean that, that's not the reason i started playing it i started playing it because it's it's a game that harkens back to the days of neverwinter nights and um uh baldur's gate games the original baldur's gate games you know where it was that isometric uh three-quarter view uh rpg mm -hmm. right and and it really is it's it, it's it's definitely a love letter to that era of games because that's really what it is. It's amazing. Um, the storylines are are fantastic. Graphically, it's not fantastic graphically because it's not meant to be. It was actually done as a Kickstarter project. Okay. Uh, when, when it launched the original game, when it launched, it's now there's a there's a sequel to it as well uh, called Deadfire, um, right. which which actually. The, the critical role cast has an entire voice pack DLC to it. Right. So you can you can have you can program all your characters to sound like you know Pike or Grog or you know whoever you know all of those characters, which is awesome. But um, but this is such a good good game. Uh, the 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 you know, like the, the 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 combat interface is amazing. Uh, I mean, the, everything is explained out perfectly. Like you jump in and it and it gives you the quick tutorial of how to do everything. Um, it's, it's definitely not one to be missed. If you are a fan of those old school, 
uh, those old school like isometric top down games, uh, like 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 Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter Nights, you know things like that. Amazing game. Please don't pass it up. Um, mm. That can be found. That actually <laughs> they they were actually really smart and made that pretty much console wide. You can find that. I'm playing it on my PC right now because. It just plays better on PC, like games mm-hmm. like that, where you have to open multiple menus and screens and stuff like that. They always play play out better on 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 PC. Uh, but there is an Xbox version. It's on PlayStation. It's on. They actually just brought it to Twitch uh, or, or Switch, the, the Nintendo Switch. So it's on there now. But is available um, on Stadia. Probably, probably. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to talk about Stadia. That's we need a whole episode to talk about Stadia. Let me just <laughs> let me just say. Um, and then my last piece that I'm going to bring up uh, because this is big news. They have <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a it's not breaking news, but <laughs> it's it's pretty big news. Um, uh, God, who's the developer? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, the next Assassin's Creed has been announced. Yes, I saw I saw folks posting about that. And by folks, yeah. I mean you. Assassins. The next Assassin's Creed is going to be titled Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, we are finally going to get like the fans have been screaming for uh, a Viking era Assassin's Creed. Now going to get this. Um, uh, it looks amazing, <laughs> uh, as an Assassin's Creed game usually does. I mean, but then again, the uh, the developers are always just amazing with cinematics and things like that. They've made they've 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 taken some some they've taken some liberties for sure but i mean it's uh, what is it i think it's ea no not ea uh ubisoft ubisoft is is Mm. putting it out it is i'm sorry ubisoft has this amazing it has this stellar team that is able to create uh historically accurate renderings of buildings and scenes and uh everything like like uh when when um notre dame uh caught on caught fire when there was the mm-hmm. the, the, the fire in notre dame yeah. um the the ubisoft developers offered up their 3d model renderings of the original cathedral so that they could compare it to you know to help with the restoration uh you know they're they're a french company anyway you know so it, it makes sense that they would they would want to help out but i mean the what we've seen so far we've gotten a trailer for it and we've gotten what they called a gameplay trailer which it wasn't really a gameplay trailer it was just a trailer of cut scenes that were made using the game engine the in-game engine uh which is fine but you know don't mislabel it and say you know you guys know what you did yeah. all right that's all i'm saying they know what they did they know you know they've been their yeah. hands have been slapped they know um this is a fantastic game coming out i think it's going to be um i think it's going to be just just out of out of, like out of this world uh it it's it has the look and feel of the show vikings uh okay. if you've seen it on on history channel if you've seen that show huge uh, fan of vikings yeah yeah, huge huge Vikings fan. You'll dig this. Yeah. Uh, which which is to say that as as cool as the Vikings look, uh, they're not real Vikings. Let's let's be perfectly honest. Not all Vikings wear, wear fur and leather, you know. But you know, we're we're again, they're taking some liberties, but most of it is is historically accurate. From all their games before, uh, they've always tried to, to have a firm footing in reality, uh, in, 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 in actual historical content, which I think is really, really cool. Um, so, so yeah, Fast uh, Creed uh, Valhalla is coming out. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I feel that like everybody else in the world should be a huge fan. So, you know, again, here we are. I want people to, lo- to love what I love. So, I, you know what I find really awesome is that Kayla has been really quiet this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> she has nothing to add. I, I have never been a big video game player. I respect it. I think it's I incredible. 
medium. It's fun and it's cool. Um, something that I, I just can't do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know a lot about it. So I, yeah. that's when I let you talk. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And, 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 you know, thank you for bowing to my better knowledge. That's very, very bold of you. <laughs> um, and later on, later on, I'll show you how to play Super Mario Brothers. How about that? No, I do, couldn't get past do, the first do, level. Do, 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 do. <laughs> my kids tried. You tried. Everybody has tried to get me to play these things. And it's just my, my eyes can't do it. You, so. you, didn't, grow, you didn't grow up with it. Well, you no. did grow up. It, no, I mean you grew up in the in that era of video games. I mean, like, right? You, I grew up around them, but I could never really play them. You know, yeah. I hung out at arcades to watch other yeah. people play video games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plus, sure. plus the princesses in the other castle. The princesses in another castle, which is really a friggin' jip. I mean, what the hell is that? I'm not rescuing Toad. Screw that guy. <laughs> I'm not rescuing that little mushroom dude. And, and and listen, I I really felt for Link because like every time you turn around, Princess Zelda is getting kidnapped. And you know, you know what? she learns to needs to take a self defense class or something. I think she's doing it on purpose because uh, at this point, because I mean, honestly, if you if you actually pay if you actually pay attention to like you know uh, Princess Zelda in the series, like as the series went on, she became a badass. Like she is like fully self sufficient. Like she is a fully capable like warrior chick who could just really fuck some shit up and she's always just like oh i'm getting captured again oh tee -hee. Yeah. You, link. and it's like no link, you link go get the triforce all right well you rescue yourself i'll go get the triforce i'll be right back you know <laughs> meet me here when we're done yeah. and <laughs> Listen, lady, you fight. You need to get some better guards for that palace of yours. <laughs> to, to quote the to quote the in incredibly terrible Legend of Zelda cartoon that was on in the in the the eighties. Oh, excuse me, princess. Uh, oh God. Yeah, cringe. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was that cartoon. For one geek point for referencing that cartoon because that cartoon, that that whole Nintendo entertainment block was. Hey. Oof. Dude, Captain Lou Albano had a job. All right, that's. <laughs> well, no, remember there was there, there was the cartoons, but before the 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 Super Mario whatever, there was an actually just was a Saturday morning cartoon block didn't have Captain Lou in it. So what? Okay, so so if I'm trying to think of what that is because there was the first show that came out that was for for that was like Nintendo themed mm -hmm. was it was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and and it was hosted by Captain Lou Albano who played Mario and I can't remember the other guy who played Luigi so like it was like a live action sequences and then they would show the cartoon, right? The Super Mario Brothers cartoon. Um, and then on Fridays, that was shown every week. It was like every, every weekday, like afternoon. It was an after-school show. And then on Fridays, you got, a, you got a treat. Instead of Super Mario as the cartoon, you got Legend of Zelda, which was so much better. Like, <laughs> because then you're talking, you know, Dungeons and Dragons type stuff, right? Which is cool. Um, then what you might be talking about later on is Saturday mornings got a show called Captain N the Game Master. And and that was it was a show about a kid who, you know, played Nintendo and blah blah blah. Um, and he gets uh, sucked into his TV, him and his dog, uh, they get sucked into his TV, and he's like, he's supposedly like the chosen one to rescue uh, Nintendo Land. You know, Nintendo Land is like a, is, is, a, is another dimension where all of these other games exist in these other 
you know, and in, in, in all these other uh, uh, places. And um, so, so it was like it was like the kid and his dog. There was a princess. There was Simon Belmont from uh, who's the main character from Castlevania. There was Kid Icarus. There was Mega Man. Those those were the heroes. And then they would like they their villains like the weekly villains. Like yeah. there was a villains gang. It was Mother Brain uh, um, from uh, Metroid from Metroid um, King Hippo from Punch Out um, Eggplant Wizard from Kid Icarus and Donkey Kong were like the villains. Wasn't one and of the Mega Man guys also one of the villains? Doctor Wily. Yes. Yeah. Doctor Wily was too. You're right. So yeah, there was you know it, it was that show. I mean. You know, there was stuff all over the place that Nintendo tried, and just it just didn't work out. It just it doesn't it doesn't translate well to, to to animation, or you know, when you're when you're trying to push, uh, when you're trying to do like a like a merchandising tie-in, you know, merchandising. <laughs> but I digress. So so yeah. So, so let's uh, uh, break out our let's break out our current issue of Nintendo Power, the magazine. Oh God, I miss Nintendo Power. That was such a cool magazine. I'm gonna give you a geek point for that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a geek point for the cap for, for the Nintendo animation history from Andy. Yeah, oh, well, that's thank you. definitely. I, this is this is why this this is this is why nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> we like you because I because I just spew crap like this. <laughs> But that's what the show is all about. Spewing yeah. crap like this. Um, yeah. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, uh, I think we're about about I to think the end about of our list. It. Okay. I think that's it. So uh, just a couple of little housekeeping things I want to get out. One, um, if you're a listener and you followed the link to adventuregamestore.com and you have been purchasing items from them and buying pandemic bonds thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you thank uh, you thank you the owner of that uh that shop brian is a friend of mine and he you know it just seems like a lot of good stuff uh, things are turning around as that store is going uh you'll be able to find a link for that in the show notes uh so if you're looking to buy any of your role-playing games or board game needs or you want to buy a pandemic bond uh you can reach out through there um Next week, we have Kent Ward. Uh, Kent Ward is a... Um, he is a uh, show producer for uh, conventions, uh, anime focused, um, in the especially the Orlando area. Uh, he'll be joining us uh, to be interviewed, and uh, should be pretty interesting to talk with somebody who basically lives and breathes and and everything in the geek world. Um, well, because, and, because, let's face it, right now, what else is he doing? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, one of the things he's one of the things he. It, and kind of talking with him, he's he is looking to put on some virtual, uh, virtual, nice. virtual stuff. Um, nice. And then the week after that, we will have bum, bum, bum. Uh, DM's Guild Adept uh, open up any Wizards, any D- Dungeons and Dragons official product since Dragon Heist, uh, and you'll find his name. James Intercasso will be joining us. Wow, big name, Woo! awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also a fellow podcaster. He's half of the creative force behind the don't split the podcast network he has his own show tabletop battle he's got an actual play called demon plague um just uh, the, his list his list of work is is long and illustrious um and he'll be joining us uh memorial day uh we'll record with him and we'll put that out that week um which is pretty fitting since uh like the next week uh one of the project that he is lead design on uh the theros uh book should okay. be coming out Yep. 
Yep. So I, I just I want to I want to I want to just you know get on there and just ask him and go, hey, you know what? D D Studios. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I, I have a I have a feeling James would probably agree with you. I mean, the, the, he has a background also in uh, TV and and TV production and stuff. So this is how yeah. this is how we this when, it, when it, you know 20, 30 years in, from now when it's up and running and the biggest thing ever, they will look back on the day and say it all started with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with a little podcast called the geekiest <laughs> when 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 some when when some asshole asked me what the fuck <laughs> um so that's coming up in the next couple of weeks uh so we're looking forward to having such luminaries on uh so kayla Yo. Final bookkeeping of the night. What's the tally? Um. Well, as often happens when Andy is on our show, uh, Joe and Andy are tied at four, and uh, I come away with a respectable two. Hey, look at that! Yeah, I'm sure there was a whole lot more along the way, but we were oh, stuff was missed, wrapped guys. up in conversation. Yeah. yeah. So. So Andy, since since it's been a little bit since you've been on, I will defer to you. You are the geekiest. Oh Christ! Uh, now I got it. Sweet, awesome. That just means that now I have to like scramble to remember what all my social media is at. Uh, yes. <laughs> you should know these uh, things. I should know these things, but you know, I'm I have ADD. Come on. Uh, <laughs> well, what you don't remember will be in the show notes. So there we go. It'll be in the show notes. Hey guys, it'll all be in the show notes. So don't worry, we got you covered. Um, Give us the highlights. <laughs> You can uh, you can find you can find me uh, mostly at uh, my my Facebook page, which is the Critical Hit Tavern and Gaming. Um, uh, can't plug it enough, guys. Uh, this place is awesome. Uh, if you want to just come and ha- be a part of a, a really cool community where we share stupid memes with each other, um, I can also be found on uh, on Twitter as well uh, as well as Instagram. Uh, those will also be in the show notes. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Oh, I'm also. <laughs> I'm also the uh, the most illustrious host of uh, one of one other show on this uh, on on a part of uh, Armor Bear. There you uh, go. As um, uh, out of character, which is the Q and A uh, show for uh, the, the Q and A show for uh, uh, Not Safe for Wizards. Hey so, Andy, who's who's gonna be the guest this week with you? I don't know, some dude, some dude. He runs he runs a little game. Uh, you know, I, he's been begging me to be on like like every time I did. He's been begging and begging and begging. I said, you know what? All right, just just be cool. Just answer. <laughs> like, just just be cool. Don't geek out, and and we'll get through this, okay? And and I'll plug your little show. All right. Aww. No, it's gonna be no, it's gonna be our illustrious DM Joe. Um, and I'm actually, <gasps> me. Yes. yes. Joe in the hot seat, and um, it'll be just Joe. Uh, and I really really can't wait to uh, to get into that because that I. I actually racked my brain coming up with questions um like like we're, we're gonna get into not only the episode but we're gonna get into joe as a dm and kind of what makes it all right that's awesome okay uh kayla where can they find you uh you can find me on twitter at hawk underscore kayla again that is k-a-i-l-a uh you can find me on my instagram that's kind of my main hub of things all things geeky at uh, geekiest kayla again k-a-i-l-a um you can find me on um any of the uh secondhand goddess uh sites all the the socials there uh secondhand goddesses are our little thrift store uh right now we're we're closed for social distancing but um we do have an awesome little ebay page if you want something geeky and fun to to lift your spirits uh or to send to somebody else to make them smile it's a really good place to do that check out secondhand goddess on ebay um 
And of course, they can check secondhandgoddess.net. Yes. And we also have uh, our website, secondhandgoddess.net, where you can find all of the the things that we are doing as well. Um, And of course, you can find me playing Jade on the aforementioned Not Safe for Wizards D&D 5th Edition Actual Play podcast. Um, And I've got a couple of interviews on Out of Character as well, if you want to check those out. Magic is a Cuisinart. Uh, yeah, she is. It's scary. <laughs> Jade's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying playing her. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Demorgus. That's D-E-M-O-R-G-U-S. Uh, you can find anything about this podcast at The Geekiest Pod across all the socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can find me DMing the much talked about Not Safe for Wizards actual play fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, you can find me at the Evolving DM, where this Saturday I will be hosting a third edition, a uh, third level um, one shot. Uh, tickets are available. They will. There will be a link in the show notes. Um, next Saturday I'll be doing a Learn to Play D and D. The link to that. Will will be in the show notes um keep an eye out on the for the evolving dm stuff uh going to be changing a few things coming up for the one shots and learn to plays but uh that's all coming in the future future and i think that's it for me hey, can we learn can can you do one where you just teach like ad and d like the original that would like, be interesting but like, can Oof. you actually teach teach how to use thaco <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Well, I mean, it's it's it, it, yeah. I could I could teach how to calculate it based on what your character and yeah, but because I played second edition long. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that is the show this week. We are so thankful that you took the time to listen to us. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. We continue to stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Love you. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.